I'm hitting record. We're going to give us five seconds. Welcome to the Mortal Realm Sigmar Nalia Spectacular Podcast Ultra Crossover Episode. Grab your hammer so we can clear a path through the chaos and forge our own narratives in the age of Sigmar. Your allies to the Realm Gate this episode are, well, from Path to Story, it's me. I'm Paul, and I just spent so much emotion saying that I don't really have a pun. Sorry, moving on. <laughs> And there's me, Will, your Hobgrot Master of Delusions. <laughs> You're muted. You're muted. And you've got me, Eric. And I'm Super Sigma Fragile Alliance. Expedite that Soul Forge. Excellent. Excellent. You've got me, Josh, here, your host of the impossible of the foreseeable futures. Hey, it's Baven. I'm just a man. <laughs> Looking for a girl asking yeah. her to love him. And uh, and I'm Aaron, and I'm also just a man. I thought we agreed that we were going to do fun little titles, but I guess I guess not. You um, literally said, if you're going to do a fun title, think of them now. And yes, you know, you did. I, I've been thinking did. all day. I yep. totally agreed, and I didn't do a fun title, and then I feel like I was betrayed. Like, immediately, it it's like, five fun titles. Look at that. That doesn't sound like something I'd say. Anyways, it hey. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. All the footage. For, thanks for joining me uh, this evening on our uh, 2023 Sigmarnalia Spectacular show. I had to look at the title of the notes to remind myself what we call this thing. Um, but we're back in the saddle again. I don't know if people like these. I've never asked, frankly, and I'm too afraid to. Um, but we're here end of the year we're going to reflect we're going to look forward we're going to have some fun along the way unfortunately our dear dear friends uh from what the heck were not able to join us tonight um hard not to take it personally but uh we will they're, they're here in spirit and i don't know should we like be real competitive like we'll have a we'll have a stretch we're real competitive to like embody their um vibes later on yeah. like Those look at us rules shenanigans. I feel like you're trapped in the shade spire, like mirrors or something. Like you're talking about reflections, but like looking mm -hmm. forward, and it's just like, yeah, just it's screaming cool. uh, at us, but we can't hear him. For those of you who are listening, you can also watch this episode on our YouTube channel. Um, this is our one of our first times uh, recording video for the story phase uh, uh, channel. So, yes, uh, the Sigmarnalia was uh, that special. So, sure. um, yeah. It's actually worth noting that we often retort, record video for, for the story phase, and I do nothing with it. But mm. maybe one day you guys, I'll, I'll share it. Waste, with the, the so wasted bits there. <laughs> Preserved. What, what is my server for, if not in the storm vault? <laughs> yeah, basically. Man, do I love hoarding stuff? Anyway, black mail. Um, I mean, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here. We're gonna do a little Sigmar Nelia spectacular show. Um, end of the year. I mean, I, th I think we're feeling festive. I don't know. Maybe I hope you guys do. I know I sure do. Um, and in that vein, I would love to know. Um, I don't know why we asked this question. It has nothing to do with Sigmar, but I'm gonna ask anyways. Uh, how's your guys' holidays going thus far? Like, give us a, a glimpse into to your little personal lives because that's what people are here uh, to hear about. Um, I'm gonna go around this way. Hey, Will, lead us off. How are the holidays going thus um, far for you, man? So far, going all right. I haven't done any real holiday things except for babysitting cats because. Uh, there is a 
a new baby born in my family and all my parents went to go hang out with that instead of their own kids. So <laughs> I'm watching their cats. Classic Christmas. Uh, all the, all the best fun. Christmas songs. Yeah. Are about babysitting Just cats. watch out if they start bringing out, breaking out in song and dance and you yeah, might it's like a musical right in your own home. I mean, like you got to pay for that normally. Well, there's a clip sitting on Aaron's server of a cat tearing down my Christmas tree and the last story phase. There episode. is. <laughs> I cut out the audio part of it, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. There is definitely a cat taking the tree down. Um, Do you call that cat the Grinch now? Yeah, I would totally call that cat the Grinch. <laughs> hey, listeners, if I get five new uh, Patreon patrons, I will post that clip uh, to our Patreon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, this is a new level of embarrassment here. Like, uh-oh, I made a really bad pun that got taken out, but Aaron has possession of it. But you can pay for it. <laughs> um, hey, Paul, tell me how your holidays are going. I know you had a fun day today. Um, doing well. Um, I got to take like a whole week off uh, for Thanksgiving. So that was pretty sweet and awesome. Um, so if you didn't hear me on a couple episodes, that's why. Because I was like just like hanging out and like, you know, being with the fam. So it's good times. Oh, very cool. Hey, Payman, tell me about how the holidays going in your household. Uh, they're going pretty good. I ha- Usually I uh, buy Christmas presents for myself um, because Ooh. I know what I like and I'm a, yeah. a, a big grown yeah. man. Uh, but my wife convinced me this year to give her the entire reins of my Christmas. Mm. So I don't know what kind of Warhammer stuff I'm going to get because I uh, am a self-described picky little B-word yeah. uh, when it comes to ministry. Uh, so, but, so she has her work cut out for her. I'm a little apprehensive, but the not knowing is a fun surprise for Christmas morning. Right, right. Yes, fun. That's the word for that. <laughs> hey, Eric, tell me about your holidays. Uh, my holidays have been fantastic. I just, uh, though, in the past um, uh, couple days, come down with the sickness. Um, but I'm feeling okay. Happy to be here tonight. Um, I got, it, what, this is the time of year where it transitions from, you know, all the fun things I'm doing to can I keep my driveway clear? Uh, that's all I care about at this time of year is can I, can I get out there and shovel or snow blow before it piles up too much? So. I'm ready though. I've got nice. a gassed up uh, snowblower. I've got two shovels. I got you know new mittens. kids. Yep. <laughs> I'm ready. So, <laughs> when you say you're done with the sickness, are you saying you're disturbed? Um, you gotta get yeah. up, get down with the sickness. Right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, first of all, uh, your your oldest is definitely old enough to take care of the driveway now at this point. Not to give you parenting advice, but that's what I would do. And second I, of all. <laughs> you weren't giving we had it a, to him, so we're just like forcing we, it down his throat. Yeah. We had a du- we had a dusting uh, a couple weeks ago, and my daughter. I woke up and my daughter goes, "I took care of the driveway," and I go out there, and it's just like uh, ant marching, like just like a little family circus cartoon of pathways. And I was like, "You got it, you got it, my dear." It's great. Um, Let me show you a few tips. Yeah, I'm gonna hold off on my second of all. Hey, Josh, tell me how, how your holidays are going. They've been going well so far. Yeah, I've been spending some time with the family through you know Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas should be fun. Kids will all be here. Mm-hmm. I've got a week off from work, so I'm looking forward to spending that time with everybody and doing some fun hobby stuff too. So, well, very cool. Uh, and as far as my holidays are going, um, similar to Pavin in that I am also a 
picky little B word. Um, and so here's a non-Sigmar collection thing. I like to collect stuff. And so I have a, a pretty robust Winter Village Lego collection. And I normally I hoard that nonsense. And I, but I've got too many kids now and they discovered it. They saw it like a new box or something had come in. And they're like, Dad, what's that? And I knew this day was coming, but I've been dreading it so, for so very, very long. Um, and they asked if we could build all these sets. And at first I was like, no, I, I'm okay with being a bad dad. Um, but they <laughs> won me over because they're cute. Um, and so now the Winter Village Lego sets are upstairs built where everyone can see, A, everyone can oh. see them, and B, little grubby little hands can get on them. Uh, um, but it's bringing pictures. them a lot of, yeah, it's bringing them a lot of joy, which is the worst. Um, so <laughs> my question is, are they color coded or are they some other organizational system? Well, I mean, they're, it's Lego. They're all a bunch of different, it, I understand what you're getting at, but um, yeah. And it is on, it is on the bookshelf. I know what you're referencing. Um, so I, I put them just out of reach from the smallest child so we can look at them forlornly, like from like ground level, I guess the mm -hmm. best, that's the best I could do. Um, here's, it's really driving here's the me thing keeps me up. On here's head. what I want to know is, is how are you, how are you weakening and letting them know the wrong side of the hobby? Like, I know that most people build them, but you store them. Yeah, you I hide do. them away. How have you shared the joy of that with them? Have you shared the joy, should, like giving I, them things to just hide away? Yeah. Don't open this gear. Just put it in your closet somewhere. Sure. No, no. Um, so I'm, I'm reading the girls, the Hobbit, actually. Uh, and so when we get to the port where Smog is hoarding all, I'm sorry, spoiler alert, but he's hoarding all like the treasure in the mountain now. And you're like, yeah. And then these evil dwarves are going to take it from them. Um, so like, I think they're going to learn the right lessons. I, I hope. Smog's name and read dad instead. Yeah. <laughs> At their uh, wedding, the dad, you're going to be like, here's Smog, my father. The dad figure in the Lego movie had a lot of good points. Though <laughs> yeah. so he's a monster for super gloom. That's absurd. But like, other than that, I think he had, I'm, I'm Will Ferrell. Um, we all should be so lucky. All right, cool. Hey, thanks for sharing your guys' holiday, uh, holidays with me. I appreciate that. Um, okay, so what are we going to do? I think Part of what we do here is we'll we'll look backwards and reflect on this year. Uh, after that, we'll look forwards. So that seems like that's how a timeline works, um, uh, and maybe have some predictions or talk about what we hope will bring uh, the next year. Will bring, I should say. Um, but in that vein, I think it, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about some of the things that we had predicted last year for this year. Well, that's a hard sentence to comprehend yeah. uh just, yeah. just to check our notes right just to make sure that we're owning up to our mistakes and maybe our, our victories and so mm -hmm. let's let's start there i think like it's a good place to start so um for those of you who are on who were on the last episode i would love if you guys took a step took a stab at revealing what we had talked about last time what you thought was going to bring again what this year was going to bring and tell me how you feel about your prediction do you feel like you were right you were wrong you were somewhere in between um i went with uh, Will first last time, but he wasn't here uh, at that last episode, and I don't think you had a prediction. So we'll go around. Hey, Paul, I've pulled in the notes. I have pulled up your prediction previously. I'd love to hear you talk about what you predicted and if you felt like you were right or not. Aaron, one uh, point of order: uh, I wasn't uh -oh. on the episode uh, last mm -hmm. year, so I'm going to comment on everybody's predictions and tell them if they were good or not. Actually, yeah, that's I'm, a good. Well, that, you and Will, and, yeah, Will wasn't here either. So the two of you can be the judges. You can be the um. Oh, what are their names in the arbitrators? The uh, oh, I, got two, I got you know, yeah, two elves on these shows. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> oh, I think we will. 
Uh, I will say I did compile these notes by listening to the last episode, and some of these had me cackling as I was listening to them. Of like, oh my god, he's so off. I want to hear the cackle. Uh, Why do you talk time. about me like this, Will? That hurt. That really hurt. All right, Paul, talk to me about your prediction. What do you got here? Uh, well, I put Gloomsby gets uh, no, uh, but we did get a couple models. We got Trog, right? Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. kind of a god level figure. I mean, come on, for Trogas, for he, he's the big guy. He, he's got a little realm getting on his back. How more god level can you get? All right, Kragnos? I'm just saying. Stretch. Uh, no, um, but we but we didn't Kragnos this year. I mean, so I know that's how more god level you get. <clears throat> yeah, but that's not a Trogath. He's the most god level of the Trogoths. Come on, and uh, you know. No one is on your side. On uh, I, I, I would I just, say I was listening to it. Everyone was trashing Paul's guesses last year because they were terrible, garbage. <laughs> but he was like within closer of yeah. some of these ants. Like oh, no, I, mean, I, I just mean I just mean the god level thing. Yeah, the other oh, stuff. Yeah. Was, yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Or I mean, yeah. as right as anyone can get. Um, but yeah, not <laughs> I mean, like and like Trug, he may not be a god, but. He may be able to beat up a god, and at that point, I don't want to know the difference. Yeah, right. No, mm-hmm. no distinction. I mean, um, right? It sounds like you had some more outlandish predictions. I'm reading right here. Yeah, uh, more time. <laughs> I mean, no, we didn't get more time. I still want more time. I mean, like, but it's possible. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? I've seen a lot of more time conversions on Twitter. Does that count? It no. does. There's no. a lot. There's a lot. No, I'm. Yes, Aaron. Yes. All right. Um, right. Not expecting spiders. I I, I don't think we got any spiders, really. We got a rumor engine of a spider skull. I'm going to count that. That's something. We didn't get a release, but, you know, we got something. Next Rome, the gloaming. No, that's nothing. But, but, wait, wait, wait. The first one, Thalaxis Terrain. What did we just get released? Thalaxis Terrain. 100%. I win. True. I would count that as Thalaxis Terrain. Pretty, Pretty spot on. All right, cool. All right, so I think some some yeses, some noes. Uh, yeah. Oh, I guess it's not up to me. I said you guys are the judges, yep. so uh, <laughs> I mean, judge judges ruling. I think if we're gonna judge him on a Paul scale, I think he did pretty good. Right, Yay! right, yeah. <laughs> right. He, he was within thirty percent for some of these, which is not <laughs> terrible. Yeah, my margin of error is thirty three percent. All right, everybody else is like three percent. Mine is like thirty three percent. Plus or minus my height and weight. I I almost want to give him a point for saying he knows it wasn't going to be spiders because, like, that for Paul is a big step. (laughs) For anybody else, it's a given. Yeah, I think Um, that's like emotional management for Paul. (laughs) How about we see what his predictions for next year are like and discount them if they're good for, you know, reasonable. (laughs) Um, Hey, speaking of Eric, which is to say, Eric speaking, uh, Talk to me. Talk me through some of your predictions and all right. What you were thinking? These are these are super not that big of a stretch. Um, Cities of Sigmar, uh, all kits refreshed. No, we didn't get all refreshes for for the kits. We didn't get like new pistoliers. We didn't get you know, new crossbowmen or anything like that. But the second half of that was no metal or fine cast in that army. So um, that was good. And I actually went back and looked through. Currently, neither order nor uh, death have any fine cast or metal models. Hmm. But there's a ton in chaos, and there's oh, yeah. uh, quite a few in like um, like the war god prophet and a few other things in destruction. So uh, we still got yetis and, uh-huh. and gorgers and stuff. Even though 
there are new gorgers in from war cries kits we still got mm-hmm. old stuff but um then uh i was hoping for city specific upgrades uh kit so like if you're you know a living city you had have more i don't know dying trees and if you were or not living city if you're um gray water fastest more dying yeah. trees and if you're living city more living trees True. um little bits here and there but um, uh, yeah i was gonna say uh when you were calling this out you did specifically say that phoenician was going to get an upgrade kit and the opposite of that happened they got downgraded Call it, they just got they're just gone they're just gone <laughs> but uh, stuck in, in eric's defense we did get a color scheme for every city we had those before, Paul. Yeah. Which, I mean, <laughs> here, I'll change. Change. All right, I'll I won't do it, Eric, ever again. I apologize. I'll, I'll do a better defense of Eric. We did get a transfer sheet that had mm. specific transfers. So I'll give you yeah. like a third of a, of a point for, for okay. that. Yeah. Sure. I dislike I transfer sheet, so I reject that. Sorry. Okay. I, won't, I, won't, I won't take that point. <laughs> Give that, that to Paul. Give that one. Reject your transfer sheet and substitute my feet. <laughs> um, and then right. I was, you know, my my long shot was uh, some sort of cog fort recognition in the the models for uh, to do Sigmar, and there was none of that. No, no respect. Um, yeah. So th- no, that's all no the space sense. I was. I was just playing in basically cities of Sigmar, and sure. I, yeah. I like what came out. I think I think they found an aesthetic and they stuck with it, and it's very charming. Um, and it's it's got some really cool qualities to it, and it's got a nice design it's language. Like yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but it didn't it didn't have many of the things I was hoping for. Not to say that I'm not happy for having it. True. There we go. Fair. Hey, Josh. Low risk, low reward. Wow, I think I'm like a year or two off. Uh, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, I was, I had some good guesstimations for Ulgu, so I, I threw Mularian in there. We've gotten a lot of hints for Chaos Dwarves. We're still getting hints for Chaos Dwarves, so who knows <laughs> when they're going to be coming out? Roll on I'm over to next year. Right, right. Roll it. <laughs> I thought with the new, uh, you know, uh, Gur rising up and the beasts of chaos, yeah, we'd get some additional stuff on Morgor. Nope, nope, nothing. Nope, they kind of go right over the end. Uh, we did get some old world knowledge, but none of that really was Kislev. That kind of went to the, um, again, Total War video game. We had a lot of cool stuff from Kislev, but it hasn't really panned out in old world yet. I know it's one of the armies, but apparently it's later. And we didn't get catacombs for Talaxis yet. That's probably next year. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, probably a big fat zero on all my guesses there. So, I'll actually say uh, the Kislev one, the only news we got in regards to Kislev this year was that it wasn't on the list of armies being supported for the old world. (laughs) So, it's like we have a less. Because sure. I thought originally they had said it was going to be an old version. Right. Those are some well, of the first first artwork they put out. Like for two, it. three years ago when they first announced, or maybe even four at this point, when they first announced it and, and Total War Warhammer 3 was coming out, they said the Warhammer yep. Studio worked with them on the design. So everyone's right. like, oh, obviously the launch box, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like they're just sweeping under the rug for now. Yeah, so, yeah. Right. yeah, um, yeah. 
Yeah, terrible job, Josh. Um, <laughs> Thank you. It's Thank you. That some of these, uh, some of these predictions were on our 2021 list as well, and they're just holding them back. I think it's yeah, actually it's, a good list. Yeah. Looking like looking back yeah. a year. Very but, hopeful. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> is there a scenario in which by getting the least thing, the least amount true, he's gotten the most amount true? That's how I oh, win. No. That's literally my win condition. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, the the roll it forward strategy, we'll see that pay off later in the episode as yeah, we yeah, get yeah. to the fantasy draft. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if two years from now your list stays the same, then you can say four year your prediction is four years old and you're yeah. no all right, Aaron. Uh, okay, Aaron, tell me about your predictions. All right, Aaron, I'd love to. Um, so first, uh, I predicted more seasons of war. Oof. <laughs> How could there not be? How could there not have been? That seems like such a sure thing, but here we are. No, no more seasons of war. Um, <laughs> apparently, I predicted semi-god models. I hey, mean, Trog what, totally what nailed it. Come on. Trog totally so you were like, like lower level, like almost god level, which I think we're seeing a lot of with uh, the Dawnbringers books. So I feel like this is more accurate than Paul's god models prediction. Just because he hedged his yeah. bets. I mean, come on. He heard mine and he was like, oh, no, no that's way too far. Let it's Price is Right rules, man. I just need to get under you is all it is. That's fan fiction. That's fan fiction. We don't want that. Yeah, it's right. Like Nagel. Gash God model. Uh, Summer Mortar. King. Semi God model. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> Clean it up. Um, uh, so apparently I had predicted that the Dawnbringers won't end the era of the beast. Again, well, what did that mean? I don't know. So, yeah. So this is the fun one. Um, you were asked like what realm you think would be next, and you were, you said Hish, and then you were asked to defend why we would be moving from Gur to Hish and like mm. how. Hish plays into ending the era of the beast, and he went, Well, obviously, the Dawnbringers they're not going to end the area of the beast, so it's going to be something. Else. I feel like I need I, to add that in there since we're the section in book three of Dawnbringers was to end an era. Yeah, good job, Aaron. You're doing great. Uh, <laughs> so we did, Aaron, we did everybody, but I feel like we have to make fun of Davy or support Davy and his predictions because we have them listed. Yeah. And even yeah, though he's yeah. not here, it does not negate that we get to make fun of him for his choices. No, oh, and then, then go do Vince then. Yeah, we well. got to do Vince too. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm totally for this. Let's make fun sure. of people that All aren't right. here because I'll we be are here. The voice well. of Davy. Davy thought that we would get a large Caradron Overlords expansion, uh, specifically calling out a lot more non boats and non hero units. You mean uh, like the thought, librarian guy? We got yeah. two hero units. <laughs> I mean, That's technically, one of the hero units is holding oh, a boat as well. So, it's an admiral. Still an admiral. We got, we got yeah. one of the first armies of renown, if that counts. It, we no. did, yeah. We did actually technically <laughs> get an expansion of the KO uh, army book. Uh, mm -hmm. And then he said uh, Grungni representation. He didn't specify it being a model, just that Grungni was going to play into the story more, which... Yep, he did. Yeah. He did. Fly, and a new Fire Slayer model for Warcry, too. Yeah. Um, it was it, it was very much like a sh it was a it was a telling not so much showing I think they they yeah. would tell us that he was spending he was having more right was, was, doing it was stuff. this year yeah it was this year right that it was kind of like we 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 were told that he was back even though they didn't really show that he was back or was that yes, last year because no, I think that was last year yeah yeah because the realm stuff the new armor and stuff yeah uh, I yeah. mean I think Davy is second from the bottom here. Yeah, he, like very, very little of this uh, came to fruition. 
<laughs> well, you say second for the bottom, but that's because there are two that I think are tied for the bottom. <laughs> uh, and then he predicted, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and then he just predicted that we would go to Azir soon. Um, everyone was kind of on the bandwagon of saying Olgu was next. He was like, yeah, Olgu's next, but I think we will see Azir here soon. Um, he's not necessarily that it was going to be this next year. So this is a, when he comes on next year, if it happens, he'll get points. Great. Smart. Um, all right, cool. All right. He planned ahead was... that he wouldn't be here. Yeah. Well, and then we got we got Vince we got Vince predictions as well. Somebody wants to talk. So, hey, Vince, why don't you talk about Vince since you haven't gotten to talk at all? Okay, sure. Uh, Malarion, nope. Chaos Dwarves, nope. New Stormcast e- e- hero, easiest slam dunk prediction yeah, there is. So yeah, we yeah. got one of those at least. Uh, we got a few of those actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. With the new black uh, no new black corn guys. models. Um. Uh-huh. Unless Underworld's Warbands count. Does the Demon Prince count? Uh, no, that was before Hounds. this episode. It would have been the new oh, okay. Corn Foot Hero um, that came out. Oh, there was new Corn Foot Hero. Oh, what about man. Hounds of Corn, though? Which, which yeah, is... Okay, all right. I'll give, them, I'll give them a little bit of credit for that. But right, right. Not one never, hero. Not yeah. a new yeah. faction. Um, right. I think and the, the Warcry Warbanders this year, wasn't it? A new yeah, Warcry War yeah, the pack. True. All right, well, give him half credit. Yeah. I think this is predicting like an actual like Age of Sigmar release, yeah. which He's I think is coming, but it, we didn't get it. And then next realm, Shaman, which might be the realm we've talked about the least mm-hmm. in a while. So yeah. I think Vint is third from the bottom with Eric, last, Eric right? number one. I'm always last. I'll yeah, rank them, Paven. Yeah. Go yeah. right through. We got time. Even and Will. You're the yeah, arbitrator. Pit us, yeah. Pit yeah. us against each other. Uh, <laughs> I, I think both Vent and Josh, I mean, they both say Malariana Chaos Dwarves. It feels like their predictions are just for next year. They just didn't write the, they didn't get the messages correctly and predicted two years out. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, hopefully it's next year. Yeah, <laughs> we did a, a pretty bad job overall here. Uh, yeah, better the first year. We, we had a lot better predictions the first year. Says, I didn't predict anything. Everybody did terrible because I. Yeah, was... you didn't have you should have me on the show. Uh, <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like Eric had some hits. Josh um, had no hits. Um, Aaron Aaron got you know somebody got bottles. I'll give to him. Do you want me to give you a speech? Do you want me to give a speech and thank all the people that helped me get here uh, for being at the top of this list? No, the, maybe, the, maybe we'll just give you first pick. The secret. Yeah, that's what you mean. Okay. 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 I was going to say the secret uh, to uh, getting high on the list or uh, of accolades here is not making very interesting predictions. Yeah. Yes, so, in front cash. of the goal and be like, I kicked aim, it. It went in. Yeah. Aim low. <laughs> you have a big goal. <laughs> there, there were a few predictions we thought were slam dunks that did not yeah. happen. Yeah. Uh, so, um, all right. Cool yeah. beans. Um, so, in addition, it's crazy that we kind of did two di- different things that were very similar um, in terms yeah. of like the prediction. But we do our fantasy draft too. And this is where we can hone in. We can really focus uh, focus up. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. We we can talk about how we honed in and focused up. So let's reflect on our 2022 fantasy draft review. So instead of drafting three people, because who has time for that? Um, we went, went real quick and it got everybody, I believe, one pick, one individual that we thought was going to have impact uh, on the story at large uh, for the year 2023. Um, and so let's real quick review uh, what we had picked there so same around the horn again hey paul who was your individual that you picked for your draft grungy that turned out to be not terrible no not terrible yeah he was in there broken realms 
I can't remember when Book of Rome started and when it ended, though. Two years ago. That was before as well, in the character on Overlord Battle Tome, which we got this year, yes. if I'm not mistaken, yep. right? Yep. yep. It was he very, was very high function. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I count that personally. I'll give you a neutral. Like he okay. was there, <laughs> but he didn't do anything. That was the the rating last time. Uh, like green, <laughs> red, or neutral. Right? Like this, right, right, this right. or like this. What Fair. are you talking about? Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fine. I'll take it. He he showed up, which is more than some of these people can say, you know. That's true. Well, that should sort of be grading on a curve here. Uh, if, right. they, if if any of these <laughs> showed up, they're probably down. aiming pretty high. On the list. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Who's now? Nah? All right, Eric, talk to me about your draft. Uh, I just I felt like Vandis. It was time for him to come back out. Like he'd been last time we'd heard of him was really. He'd been struck down by um, Archaon and then was kind of bouncing around some bad places. They locked him in some place dark and deep, so because he was seeing visions and hearing things. Um, I didn't. I have not followed his story as well. But uh, earlier this year, he appeared in one of the battle tomes. I don't remember which yeah. one it was, though. Uh, not so much a battle tome, a, a, a Dumbringer's book. Well, uh, just a couple book. weeks ago, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I would have said before that book came out that that would be an absurd pick. Um, yeah. And it really paid yeah. off. Yeah. That was a real good shot in the dark. Um, but still, still little. Like I just felt like it was yeah. time. Like he, we, he was day one character. We yeah. need to see him. Yeah. I, I think there's like a, a ranking system that I have in my head for like these picks. And like first is like driving, like making moves. Sure. Like uh, yeah, yeah. like Teclas in the Teclas book or yeah. Marathi, like driving the meta narrative forward. Like if you get then a book name like, after you. Yeah, then there was like reacting to other people doing stuff, like defending mm -hmm. a city that's attacked. Then there was like they were mentioned, like a cameo, <laughs> and then there's like nothing. Cameo. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think Vandas' cameo at this point, like he didn't really he, he reacted to I guess events going on maybe yeah he, okay he's, he's not driving anything. Cameo, yeah. cameo point five let uh, me let me add a different an, an additional vector to your scale uh -oh, because okay, i good. think you should get mm -hmm. extra points for how uh like um uh, what's the word like how the Off chances the of you being cor correct are yeah. like if it was like a no chance or that you ended up being like out of nowhere out of left field and you end up getting right i think you should get bonus points for that and this is me saying that for eric's benefit we should yeah again, we should put odds yeah. on all these yeah there, there you go, go. right yeah, yeah. Great. Make um, everyone predict whether or not it's going to come true. So then next year we'll have a scoring system. <laughs> I want, yeah, I want this, uh, this 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 game to be as complicated as possible, <laughs> like a real fantasy draft. Whatever, <laughs> whatever rules we give it when at the outset change by the next year. So yeah, it's, uh, it's we're not even going to be friends by next year. Um, <laughs> so hey, over here, uh, hey Josh, talk to me about your drafting. Uh, I chose Hashut because we'd gotten the horns of Hashut, and there were lots of references to Chaos Dwarves. I really thought we were going to get more information on them in this last year, and we really, really got didn't... on that Chaos Dwarf train, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. You know, it was <laughs> the land train. It was uh, checking along. I gotta say, you know, it was. <laughs> I think you're just too early. I don't think you're wrong. I think you're early. Yeah, I, I think I'm early. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had picked. Shaman from Thania, that must be Morgur or or the no, or the it, it was specifically the person who was in the Seasons of War, Thania, who was also in like while Alario was doing the Rite of Life. And you're like, if it's important, we'll remember to put his name down. And I 
didn't look good. He never, <laughs> wow. He never came back. So, like, Self-fulfilling prophecy. I was all in on those seasons of war, and they really... Yeah. <laughs> it was exciting. It was exciting. There was a lot of cool yeah. stuff then. Well, yeah. And I think at this point, they had shown the timeline that a Beast of Chaos book was coming out soon. Right. Everyone was putting money down on them doing something. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and yet they're beastmen, and they did nothing but yeah. die in droves yet mm. again. And hold on um, to their fine cast models. Even with all the people turning into beastmen. Nothing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Disappointing. Disappointing. The stormcast turning into beasts. Like, come on. Yeah, I know. Uh, you guys, I don't know if you'll ever get it. If you guys will get a chance to listen to the latest Pocket Realms that me and David just recorded earlier this week or last week. Um, but in, in that book, there is a, a, a beastman child, or rather, a child beastman. Which is to say, a child that had turned into a beastman, and it was messed up, and I do not care for it. Anyways, Which wow. story did you do? Just out of curiosity. You know, I can't remember. It was like a week ago. Paul, how am I supposed unhelpful. To- Very unhelpful. <laughs> he was traumatized. He's like buried it in his subconscious. I can't remember. Oh no, the Thorn Mile. That's what it's called. The oh Mile. yeah, I read the Thorn Mile. That was a good one. Yeah. That was good. Um, all right, cool. Hey, uh, well, tell me about Davy's pick for his. Uh, Davy went. He had to go last again because uh, yeah, y'all bullied him, mm-hmm. and he went with Malarian again. I don't think he's It'll- wrong. I think he's early. Um, yeah. I mean, but on any time scale, eventually dreams will be able to do something. With their <laughs> I think my beast man, whatever guy's time scale, I'm never going to be right. Like I think that's just flat out wrong. I think it's a hard no. You went to Vegas and you're just like, let it ride. I lost. Let it ride. I lost. Let it ride. Eventually, it's gonna hit. I swear. I'll. I'll note my commentary would be that Davy spread out his predictions. He didn't double down on anything between yeah. the kits and the story, whereas. You know, Josh went hard on Chaos Dwarves and failed, d- double failed. At yeah. least Davey tried to like spread it out a little bit. Yeah. My yeah. Guns. Yeah, I'll, I'll put a little on red, a little on black, a little on, you know, that sort purple. Of thing, so. I didn't even think purple was on the. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he just threw away that money. <laughs> Payment, what was, what was Vince? What was Vince pick? You're, you're the Vince. Bellacor. Bellacor. And I'm not, I, I feel like he's kind of. Around. I mean, I don't really know what he's done in the last year. I'm going to give him some credit based on something I just read, uh, but I don't want to give any spoilers. Uh, but that's going to impact my choices for next year. So, so I'm going to give him credit for this. All right. Is it a, I'm going to. Broken Realms book from two years ago? Is that nope. what you just read? <laughs> nope. No. Nope. Well, when did, when did uh, Bellacor kind of knock on, uh, do all his scheming. Was that in 2022? Oh, a while ago. Yeah. 2022. Yeah. Yeah. So he was kind of hoping that there was more gas in the tank. Yes. And the cursed skies have carried over, but yeah, but Bellacor yeah. hasn't had really a role. I would, I would ask, have they? But um, that's, that's a critique. Uh, oh. <laughs> Thunderstrike armor is an excuse yeah. to make more Stormcast. You're going to get plenty <laughs> already, huh? Get started. Well, I, I guess maybe I'm only thinking of there is a Varen guard that shows up at the br- bring it, uh, the beginning of Dawnbringers one. Mm-hmm. And we we guessed it maybe Bellacor. 
uh, commanding that Vanguard, but I think that maybe was just wild speculation. Sure. Which we haven't seen play out, and it's going to be 2024 soon, so I wouldn't, you know... All right, yeah, I give him no points. But (laughs) I I give him some points for something that did come out in 2023, but you guys haven't read, so... (laughs) How would we know if you haven't... I'm just going to say, I'm giving him some points. I'm not trying to be spoilery, but I'm just saying, I'm giving you some points. All right, cool. Um, sure. What a what a fun uh, look back. We were we were so young back then. We were babies, uh, yeah. and now we yeah, are naive. We are men. To the we world. are men grown uh, currently. All right, neat. So let's let's continue to reflect on the year of twenty twenty three. What a year it has been. Um, with some listener questions, and I'm going to lead with uh, a, a couple of these questions. Or some listeners were able to ask a couple of them, and you're like, "Why did so and so get so many questions?" I'll tell you why. It's because they asked the questions about things we were going to talk about anyways. And so, I find, I guess, I have to attach your name to every single thing that we were already going to already had on the agenda. Mm-hmm. Celtic mm-hmm. Joe. Um, all right, so here we go. Uh, speaking of which, um, patron of the show, Celtic Joe. Um, yes. Uh, what are y'all most thankful for this year? I'm going to start with a heartwarming one to really set the tone. Do you guys have anything that, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in the hobby though for good radio, it probably should be. Um, what, what are you, what are you thankful for? Um, and I'm going to go the opposite direction. Hey, Josh, you're going, wait, no, here. Nope. Dang it. This way. Chat. Okay. It well, really it's doesn't work when we're streaming with actual video. Yeah, yeah. I know. No. Joshua, are we all in the same position for everybody? I don't know. That's what I don't know. <laughs> are you here for me? Yeah, I am. He's the am. Here for me. Nice. Okay, right. then, this, then we can do this. We can go, you know. Exactly. It's a baby bunch. Anyway. What are you? What are you most thankful for? Uh, camaraderie. The the War Warcry League has been a lot of fun this last year. We've had a lot of growth, a lot of fun traveling to tournaments and doing new things, trying out different campaigns and and uh, you know, other sorts of uh, like hobby challenges within the group. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. So. Very cool. Hey, Eric, what are you most thankful for this year? Yeah, um, I think uh, yeah, equally uh, the the local group and the crew and being able to do a bunch of stuff with uh, our. Mortal Realms network and and do some more stuff both at Adepticon and uh, some things that we've done recently and just been a lot of fun building community. Nice, very cool. Hey, Payven, what are you most thankful for this year? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to say community again, but um, like I had to step back a little bit from the hobby this year, um, and like all the communities have flourished without any, without me doing anything. And so it was really easy to come back into, uh, played a bunch of Underworld, Warhammer Underworlds, uh, got, you know, starting to play more Warcry again, like jumping in. And it's just like, I feel so uh, privileged to have such like a robust uh, miniatures community locally that I can just like hop in whenever. And there's like always a ton of people to play. That's awesome. Yeah. It's fantastic. Hey, uh, Hey Paul, what are you most thankful for this year? Um, narrative and lore that we've got for Age of Sigmar. I they uh, all said community, and you're gonna pay. I know, totally did. Uh, so I love the the White Dwarf uh, campaign slash lore extravaganza that's been going on the last year, and then also we're finally getting Dawnbringers. Like I've been waiting for Dawnbringers since it showed up in the 3.0 rulebook, and been like, this is awesome, I want this, and now we have it. So that's amazing and fantastic. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, Will, you better say community. Hey, what are you most thankful for? Um, 
I'm just kidding. My favorite TV show, Community. I'm going to pay some service to Community because uh, I've noticed this year there have been a lot more people who've been playing like actual Age of Sigmar, um, which in past years I could rarely get a game that wasn't Paul. Uh, so I feel like a community is growing in Madison, and, and I'm really thankful for that. Uh, but also, I'm also thankful for just being able to lean further into uh, like this group specifically, with being invited back, uh, even though everyone's telling Aaron not to. <laughs> All the fans, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the more they like, tell me not to do something, the more I'm inclined more to, do to do it. it. Defiant, yeah. Yeah, because I think there's only been like two episodes I couldn't make this whole year, and one of them yeah. was the Sigmanalia one last year. So sure. I'm very thankful for being here. Okay. Check that box off this year. Yeah. Uh, well, and you've now reminded me what I'm most thankful for is probably Will uh, for joining all those. Episodes. Son of a dang it. Uh, yep. Missed yeah, it. That's what it is. Uh, thank you. Um, let's see. What am I most thankful for? I, I should say community, but I don't get out much. Um, so, <laughs> you and me both, right? Yeah, I won't do that one. Um, I think this is such a, like a mind. It's so very specific to me, but like I'm thankful for the Black Library authors that who have been willing to let us interview them this year. I feel like this is a very new thing, but like it's one of those things mm-hmm. I always like. I guess dreamt is probably too strong a word, but like it always seemed a little out of reach and a little cumbersome and not like worth even pursuing, but like it has gone off without a hitch uh, and has really been rewarding. And it's cool to like talk to these people who, who admittedly maybe I get, I can touch base with online, but like this was a, a different thing entirely. And it's cool to, I don't know, share their voices with people who listen to our show. So I think mm-hmm. that's a pretty mm-hmm. cool one. And then just as a very minor one, I'm thankful that uh, the Stormbringer mag magazine came to america because i don't mm-hmm. i don't have to import it like I did. <laughs> also i'm glad they changed the they changed the title of the magazine to stormbringer so it's not mortal rums anymore because that was frustrating um uh but, but also community <laughs> um, right. did, uh, is that because our uh, cease and desist order worked i hope so for a while there they were using higher on google <laughs> But we have taken it back. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Jordan, another question. Um, and this is one that we always ask, so good on you, Joe. Um, but you wanted to know what your favorite new model from 2023 was. And if I were a better host, I would have given you guys a list of these models so you could have perused it and picked it. Uh, but helpful. I did not do that because I'm terrible. <laughs> um, so I'll say, raise your hand, folks. If you already know what your favorite model is, you can go first and then give other people a chance to think about it. Um, all right, neat. Uh, we'll raise the first, so we'll go around the horn that way. Nope. Also, this if way. you don't know what it is, WarhammerCommunity.com has a whole list. If you can vote for model of the year, if you go back yeah. to the week. So FYI, do you want to take a minute there? Yeah. Uh, my favorite new model of the year, I'm going to talk slowly to give everyone time for the page to load, because <laughs> the page takes a little bit longer nowadays, uh, has to be Ionis Cryptborn, the Warden of the Lost Souls. So good. Because uh, he's such a cool Ooh. character. Um he had a really cool design, even from the one of the very first Age of Sigmar models with the cool skull helmet. But mostly, I love Stormcast and Dragons. And I wasn't expecting more Stormcast on Dragons this year, and they gave it to me. So I'm really yeah. just appreciative for that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. FYI, the link is in the Discord. FYI. Um, so my favorite model is actually the Belfanos model. Uh because 
I took one look at it and was like, this model is amazing. Um, mm -hmm. And I do have a Sylvaneth army anyway. Uh, but it just, it looks super cool. It was something that took an idea that it already existed, kind of turned it a little bit, um, and made it into something super fun. Um, I love anything insectoid spider anyway, and it has a super cool insect in it. Um, and then when I actually got the model in my hands, thank you, UW, um, I was like, oh, I've been thinking about this color scheme for like, 10 years and I got to make it work on that model. So there was a lot of like, you know, not only did I enjoy the model and not only did I have fun assembling it, but I also had a lot of fun painting it and it turned out a lot like I, what I wanted in my head. So that, that awesome. yeah. cool. fulfilled hey, a lot uh, of marks. Sure. Hey Paven question for you. Uh, what was your favorite model of 2023? <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I'm a little torn here. Um, but I think I'm going to go with uh, the Lord of Masks, the first exemplar, mm -hmm. Sumero Summer King, the Somber Paladin, mm -hmm. otherwise known as the Usheron, the Mortark of, oh man, I don't have his Mortark. Delusion. Also, I didn't know what you were talking about. I'm like, is this yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great, it's a great centerpiece. It's a big old monster. Um, mm -hmm. It looks dope. It really like you know makes me want to kind of collect a fresh shooter for its uh, army because mm -hmm. even yep. though yep. beefy and regal and terrifying, and we've been waiting for that model for a long time. Yeah, he's so cool. But <laughs> I want to do an honorable mention to Ephelim's um, uh, Pandemonium, uh, the Underworld Warband. I think that like does a really, it does like it makes demons seem like kind of the the insane creatures that they are uh, in a miniature form that I. I, I, I haven't seen executed as well in the GW line, so I really like yeah. those those models as well. Very cool. Hey, Eric, same question to you. Favorite model? Oh, me, me. You want yeah. to know? Oh, yeah, that Eric. Um, I love. Yes. I, so I was going to go in the same uh, vein. Usheron is a fantastic new model, but uh, I'm going to cheat uh, because I've uh -oh. got an army in Age of Sigmar that comes from 40k. And I'm going to say some of these dang Tyranid models that we got oh, this year. It's like the Norn Emissary? Uh, oh. The Norn Emissary specifically is just this super creepy, gnarly, tons of spikes and crazy stuff. And like just they, they refreshed like five new kits and it's or knit refreshed. They added five new kits and I have not had a chance to sit down and think about how they're getting absorbed into my ogre army. But <laughs> if I was technically hosting this video, I would kick you off. Uh, right? Yep. Yep. Uh oh. How many tables have turned? My son has been assembling them. Three lashes with a wet noodle. My son just finished assembling some new Tyranid Prime, uh, Tyranid Warriors, and like it loves them. So he's right on oh. board with you there, Eric. So fun models. I hope it makes you love him less. All right. Hey, Josh, what is your favorite uh, 2023 <laughs> model? I was going to say Usheron as well, but yeah. another uh, faction that's close to my heart played Skaven throughout Warhammer Fantasy. The new Plague Monk kit we got for Underworlds was yeah. superb. It was beautiful. Yeah. I played. I loved Nurgle Plague Monks, and, and they were just beautiful. So I loved those kits so, uh, so much. Um, I'm surprised nobody said mine and that I think Talia Vedra might be my favorite uh, yep. model this year. Awesome. Um, it's both like it's very high, I mean high fantasy I guess you could say but like I don't know the 
it's a manticore, right? Manticore, but with mm -hmm. bird wings. So like it's it's both familiar and different at the same time. Um, she's pretty cool up top of it. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably my fave. Uh, Impressive model. Much, yeah, I don't have much yeah. to add. Like it, it, I mean, it's great. It's a, it serves as like, it fits so very well as a Cities of Sigmar model, but it's like a centerpiece at the same time. How do you make something yeah. big for what is nominally a, a smaller faction? Um, so I think yeah. that's pretty neat. Um, well, it's nice or so spoiled for choice. There's a, a huge range of amazing models. This last oh, year. yeah. Yeah. Um, I know, Will, you were always talking, I feel like lately you've been bringing up the fact that like this year we've gotten so many, like not even, not only just singularly impressive models, but also such a swath of yeah. new things that have come out yeah. this year. Is really I mean, that's part of what my answer is going to be for the next listener question. What? Um, let me pull up those notes and let me ask them then. All right. Uh, next question um, from also patron of the show, Chris Lang. Uh, they ask, and along those same veins, uh, what was GW's biggest slam dunk of the year? And what also, we're not all positive all the time, what was their biggest fumble? And so I'll ask um, for the slam dunk. It doesn't necessarily have to be a model because we just talked about a model. So if you have other slam dunks that aren't models, by all means, bring those up. Um, but then while answering, what do you think of the biggest fumble was this year too? Um, well, since you yeah. had brought up the subject, please lead us. Uh, I'm just going to say uh, depth. Uh, is probably their biggest slam dunk. And it's because a lot of those releases we've gotten this year have been refreshes. We've been digging deeper into some of these old factions. Like I, I'll go on record. I'll say it. This probably might be one of my favorite years for Age of Sigmar. True. Like other than like launch, like the amount of stuff we've gotten for these armies and going deeper instead of just like creating new armies wholesale has been pretty phenomenal. Mm -hmm. yep. And then fumbles. Someone's got to say it, so I'll do it. Uh, Crypt of Blood. Like, it's been a cool box, but it probably didn't need to cost that much. Hmm, okay. All right. Good to know. Very Sorry. specific, but I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, in that case, hey, Paul, uh, any other biggest, big slam dunks of the year? And then any fumbles that you care to mention? I'm going to do a double whammy. Uh, Dawnbringers. Um, I would say it's the biggest slam dunk of the year because I love the story. I love how it's moving forward. Book two and three are like fantastic. Also, biggest fumble, not like necessarily because anything is wrong with it, but like book one is far more of an intro than book two mm -hmm. and book three. Uh, I think the biggest fumble was just that it was three years from when everybody was excited, particularly me, for Dawnbringers, and we saw the execution. I understand now why it is the way that it is, right? Like it was like, all right, here, here's some cool story beats and here's some cool things that we're going to be doing. And then we're going to release all the army books. And then we're going to move into the story that moves into the next edition or whatever is coming next. Right. And, and that's super fun and super great, but everybody's been waiting for the story beats of 3.0 to move forward. And we got a bunch of non moving forward story beats. We've got a lot of depth, I agree with Will. Like, we've got a lot more of what we know about Age of Sigmar. And we've got a lot more Black Library novels that are really filling in that depth and really filling in the holes that we didn't have before. But, you know, I kept Bastion Army for Dawnbringers immediately at launch. And now, three years later, it's like, okay, now I understand what's going on. And now I, like, see all the lore and the narrative moving forward. So I, I don't know if it was necessarily... I, I'm, I'm hedging a little bit. I understand... I don't know if it was necessarily a GW fumble as much as that customer expectation fumble that we're going to get this story moving forward immediately. And we got it incrementally until now. 
And then 1.0, not really moving the story forward as much as setting the stage. But then we got two and three. And we were just like rolling with it. So to me, it is simultaneously the biggest slam dunk and also the biggest fumble. Yeah. You're a man of two sides. And I will say I'm going to push against it being customer expectation because they, when they announced third edition, they played a trailer where the, you saw the coin flipping and they said Dawnbringer is coming soon. Like it's a reasonable expectation, but soon, but sooner than what we got. Define, define soon. I will. Is this Shaish time or Shaman time? Right, yeah. or... <laughs> <laughs> I will both respectfully disagree, but also completely support you in that decision. Yeah. <laughs> Just two coins. All right. Um, hey, Paven, uh, any other slam dunks? And then what you think the biggest fumble was? I don't know if this is a quite a. Um... 2023 uh, uh, slam dunk, or maybe just like the continued execution of it. But I, you know, I'm gonna try to represent what the heck's here. I think the Nemesis format for Warhammer Underworlds was a really good choice for that game and the accessibility for it and making the game much more componentized in that you didn't need to collect everything. You could just like, oh, I want to do this one band and then I want to add this one deck. And you can very easily, as somebody that comes in and out of the game frequently, I feel like I have a lot of flexibility to do so. And I think it's like leading to a lot of growth in the community and it's really cool. And I'm really glad they went that direction. Right. Um, so I think that was, that was a sign. Nice. Uh, yeah. And I'm, and I'm going wild for the, what the heck's world's coverage right now. Um, on, I think there's some really fun episodes and interviews they're doing right now. Um, I think you're gonna have to be the surrogate. What the heck's person? Yeah. Right? Maybe, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I'm the most, what the heck's adjacent, but not actually been on the podcast. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, I would say the biggest fumble, I know this fumble feels so, you know, this is an upbeat podcast group. Uh, too many meat trees uh, in uh, <laughs> War Cry. Like, we have like eight meat trees. Like, it's like, they're cool. They all look great. But like, it would have been nice to have more variety. We were really, we were hoping to get to Talaxis by now. And you kind of just like gave us a couple ruins. <laughs> Uh, like we yep. love to be like underground, like Josh hoped we were, like in the yep. pyramid, in the uh, ruins, in the yeah. ruins. Yeah, but we just, you know, we got a lot of meat trees. It's like after an hour at the Brazilian steakhouse, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna go to the salad bar now. Exactly like red meat. <laughs> uh, hey Eric, other big slam dunks. Um, uh, Seraphon slam dunk. That was, uh, I think, one of the the coolest refreshes. Some great new stuff, new uh, models, some some updating of old uh, um, metal and and uh, fine cast. And uh, I mean, Croak looks fantastic. Like, it just a ton of came out for that. It's almost like as much stuff as if it were a brand new army. Um, so that was really cool. I think that was a slam dunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'll just because the second half of the year, like Warcry, the season of Warcry in general has been really strong for revitalizing this uh, this game uh, and the community 100%. after. Um, I'd say the, the um, trash is, and this is, I don't think is fault of Games Workshop, but how much stuff they had to get out fast. Uh, part, of, part of the reason I think this year was so full was because they had so many delays last year and yeah. they had to make money on this stuff. Um, and so... I th- some things got buried, like um, like the Iron Jaws new models. I feel like kind of got buried, like those those new um, 
what are the little guys called? Uh, Big pigs. Iron Jaws. Ard boys. Ard boys. Ard boys. Those Ard boy new Ard boy sculpts oh are God. so amazing. Like they they rival, I think the new Chaos Warriors. Like how like movement and and character and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like they just kind of got covered over with all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I would say the fumble is how much stuff came out was hard to keep up with. So or get, can I everything did it stay in the sun? I'd love to do a quick tag on to that, which is that GW has now gone to this. We're going to do a week release with everything, and everything is together. And I feel like the big pigs, the art boys, like right because it is it's coming out this week. And the next week, something new is coming out. And the next week, something new is coming out, right? Um, that is pretty quick. And so I, I feel exactly what you're saying of like, these are awesome models. And I'm still seeing people paint up the big pigs. I'm still seeing people paint up the iron jaws. But like, we're not getting to enjoy the releases as much as we used to. Yeah. Because everything is kind of, you know, it, especially right now, I'm watching it, I'm like, go ahead. We don't get any uh, people saying, uh, hey, this was my army first. Quit bandwagoning because yeah. you know, we get that time to see a new army and everyone's like, Ooh, maybe I'll jump into that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's a personal preference, though. The pacing is in that, like, some people think it's not fast enough, right? Like, it's so, like, there's no, I think, right or wrong yeah. answer. Or maybe their only right and wrong answer is based off of whatever money they're, they're making, right? There's a, there's a numerical uh, decision-making point of that. <laughs> um, hey, Josh. Any other big slam dunks or um, um I, no, I think I think like you know, kind of Paul was saying, seeing the Dawnbringers in you know in model form was really nice. I, I think it was great. I like the aesthetic. I love the new lore with the little um the gargoyleans and you know, oh, fun stuff so like good. there. So I, I really enjoyed that aspect. And I, I think the only a downside I can think of is that they didn't have any chaos dwarfs this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's only going to come true. Oh! <laughs> um, all right, in terms of uh, biggest slam dunk, I think I'm gonna, it's been long enough since Will said it that when I say it, maybe it'll sound new again. In that I think the depth <laughs> this year, and that there's like yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff came out. I mean, it's it harkens back to. Not exactly, but like think Warhammer Fantasy, right? Where like when an army got re- like when army had an army book, it meant that a bunch of stuff came with that army book. Too. Yeah. Like it was a whole, it was an event a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I think for the last few years, you get it, you get that every once in a while. But it's just repeated battle tombs with nothing, with just a hero model behind it. You kind of get tired of that, uh, uh, tired of that frequency. And so to get, I was just looking at the list. So if we're gonna, we're gonna say twenty twenty three, uh, the Slaves of Darkness had a bunch of releases, even though I think the army book came out last year or the year before that. I mean, but Slaves yeah. of Darkness, Seraphons, uh, or uh, Iron Jaws is a little one, Ooh. and then Cities of Sigmar, and then Flesh Eater Courts starting this year, and then we'll roll over to next year. Um, so like, those are such big swings for all of them. Um, yeah. And it, I remember thinking, for it's been so many years now where we've just been very uh, shallow in terms of like our exposure to new things in these armies and everybody knew it was coming or i guess maybe i just assumed everybody knew it was coming but like to finally get expansion of the things that we have is what i've been waiting for so very very long on and that's not to say there won't be new armies i'm sure there will be new armies castors will be new um, whatever the malarian thing will be a new thing but like from here on out that's the type of like releases or swings that are going to be the most interesting for all these armies right there will mm-hmm. be every once in a while there'll be something there'll be a brand new army but for the most part they're going to expand the things that we have and hopefully dig into niches and spaces for those armies right because there's 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 no limits on what these armies can be um yeah. so i think we're seeing a lot of that uh so i'm gonna uh, i have 
the voices in my head right now that say I'm gonna I'm gonna do my I'm gonna do my fumble and we're gonna probably keep on oh, keep yep. on going. Yep. Um so uh as far as the fumble go, there's a couple fumbles actually. Um one being uh I think that they never did seasons of war again, which they really needed to. Like that's just a weird thing to not do. Um so that was one of them. I think you guys talked about sort of the downbringer pacing was a little uh off, which I think is another big fumble. Um or and one that we've talked about before in that uh the flesh eater courts battle tome coming before the next uh, Dawnbringer book is like a little bit of a swap that could have been more yeah. uh, cleanly cleanly delivered. Um, but for the most part, I don't have too many. I feel like I had more, but that's that's enough. Let's not be yeah. too negative. Trash at all. Let's, Let's burn this thing down. Just, just destroy <laughs> it. Um, oh, no, what I wanted to bring up is it seems as if they're done with the um, battle boxes, and that's a fumble because I love those battle boxes. Oh, they probably yeah. don't sell well. I'm, I'm sure I know why they don't do it, right? Because what individual is buying a battle box if they don't want both the armies? It was probably not a good idea to begin with, but you know what? I was that I was that individual who was into those battle boxes, uh, and I had big plans for those things, and now they're all gone. So, but they they also they didn't do the year end like big box for each army, did they? They, they did. did. They did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But that's and a better way. To do it. Super interesting, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I just a, wanted... a, a better way to go about it, right? Is if someone wants an army, they just want that army. And like yeah. doing the battle box thing, it's maybe, maybe it was a way that they were trying to trick people into getting two armies or do it with like, buy it with your friend. But like, I don't know yeah, who has yeah. friends. I mean, we're war gamers. We don't have friends. Um, yeah. Like, so there's that. Nope. So uh, yeah. quick, I just want to say Phil is yelling at us for not mentioning how awesome the Seraphon release was. And I have to agree with you, Phil, just FYI. I thought Eric did mention it. Eric, Eric, yep. said it. Eric did. Okay, I must have been out for that. Sorry. <laughs> slam dunk. Right. You mentioned a slam hey, dunk for the year. It's like the third time that somebody's come in and said, hey, I'm right. So I'm regardless <laughs> of my predictions, this episode, we're establishing a hierarchy of, of uh, knowledge. And uh, and, uh, and as always, I'm on the bottom of the heap. Yes, that's true. <laughs> And I'm looking around trying to find like where did where did Phil say this? I'm like, no, okay, no, I get what you're saying. But I'm like, I is is he listening? How is he doing this? Uh, is he in the room right now? Yeah. Is, do, do you think I'm I like know. the glasses? Do you think I'm <laughs> is that the voices that you're hearing is Phil? Uh, Hashtag Phil theories. All right, another question. Patron of the show. And these are all the patron questions unintentionally. Um, but armoire enthusiast seven. I won't make a seven joke, though I'm thinking about it. Um Yes. Uh, what was the biggest surprise for you from GW this year? Honestly, we some of you have probably already answered surprise uh, in your answers before. But does anybody have any other other surprises? Ushran, maybe not. Ushran, good, good surprise. Nope. Uh, other <laughs> other uh, surprises that people want to talk about. I, I want to talk about a surprise. Um, I don't know what I don't remember what author interview this was, but the biggest bombshell <laughs> in them was the scoop in the story phase Mortal Realms where. It was a direction from Black Library editors that they had to get rid of the the, the magical horses and go back to regular horses. That was Evan Dickin. Um, yep. Yeah. Design philosophy shift, and it actually happened. We know it happened. Uh, we were, um, and that was a huge, huge moment in in uh, Warhammer journalism. Sure. My big my big surprise was that Paven listens to the episodes that he's not on. So yes. <laughs> Paven, yes. Uh, was that my... it was a road trip? <laughs> the the yeah. And I had exhausted all my cereals. Um other my, surprises that in no My big surprise happened. when Henry Cavill was announced as like, hey, we're doing Warhammer on Amazon. I'm like, holy crap. Number one, I yeah. subscribed to that service. Number two, like, oh, we're relevant. Wait a minute. When did we become relevant? What is this a thing? Oh crap! Well, yeah. 
We are not relevant yet. No. Uh, <laughs> you say that. Space Marines are relevant. The hobby, I have, the hobby is relevant. My yeah. my my wife has met other uh, games workshop hobbyists who play 40k, and when she tells them that I play uh, fantasy, there's still a little bit of uh, a hierarchy yeah. there. So yeah. My wife has a coworker who does 40k, and she's like, "You should talk to him about it." I'm like, "He doesn't want to talk to me." Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm like Smeagol. To his like <laughs> grill with Gandalf going on over here. Yeah. Uh, any other surprises you guys want to bring up? Um, I mean, someone already said Ushar, and I was going to say that, or the Flesh Eater Courts. Um, I, I, we were expecting a battle tome, but I wasn't expecting all the cool models yes. that we got. Can I can I uh, mention something that was a complete not surprise? Uh oh. Yeah, go the opposite. Um, Ragnos is getting tricked again. <laughs> uh, always be, always be tricking. Um, I guess one of my, uh, sorry, one of my surprises was Vandis coming back. I suppose that was a pretty big yeah. one. I didn't, yeah, I didn't see that one coming. So NIO called it. it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, and not only did the Ionis come back, but he went from you can only get him if you buy this box set to. Then there's like set of seven models too. You could only get him if you buy this other box set. Like yeah. when when you get Ionis on his own, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> more like you get to buy the box set. It's um, more like you buy Ionis and then they'll give you models for free. Exactly. <laughs> uh, another question. Same, same. It's still seventh of the, his name. Um, which story models lore dumps left you wanting more? That's a little different. Is there anything Ooh. out there that that whetted your whistle that want you uh, that make you want wants more? Yeah, oh, I remember going over the corn battle tome and just being like, I it felt more lacking because all the battle tomes surrounding it and that came eventually after it were huge overhauls. I was like, why can't corn get this? And it might here soon hmm. if Don Bringer says anything to say about it. So I'm definitely one like I want more and they might give it to us. All right, cool, good answer. 100%. Paul, any uh any tidbits that leave you wanting more? So uh, I'm not going to mention him by name because I can't remember his name right now. But <clears throat> the the Deep. one um, mage who started out uh, in Hish and now he's kind of traveled around. So he's in the cities of Sigmar. Like, I want to know his story. All right. So Archibald it, something something. Correct. Yeah. Archibald Lorenzo. Thank you. Yes. There you go. So he's this tiny little character that doesn't matter. But his story is actually being told, and I love that, and I want it to continue. So Paven is looking at me like I'm a crazy person, and you're right, I am. But in this specific instance, um, he is somebody who was in a tiny little short story that was released as a prequel to one of the book series that GW released that then became involved in the main narrative in the Broken Realms books and now is actually making an appearance in the Cities of Sigmar and he has this whole character development. He's only been mentioned like in like 17 sentences total, period. And so I just think it's awesome that we're getting this care and attention to these characters that technically have a model. He has, technically has a model because he's one of the Celestial Hurricanum mages yeah. painted in a specific way, right? So I, I love that. Um, and, and I want more. I want more of these little characters that... Perhaps they are part of an existing kit. Perhaps they're a new character. But just manage to survive by luck and fun, right? Which is, 
something that we're getting from Black Library now. We're getting these existing characters that are moving on. We're getting um, Ezekar, uh, the, the vampire. We're getting Need Black Talon. We're getting more characters that exist, have existed, and are getting new stories. And I think that's super fun. We've got it with Ionis. We get it with Vandis, where we're getting callbacks and we're getting new story beats moving forward. I love that because, as Will was saying earlier, like that's what really gives Age of Sigmar depth and Age of Sigmar movement, um, is that we are fleshing out these movers and shakers. So I, I want more of that. I want more of Yandrasta. I want more of Neve Black Talon. I, I, I want more. So. All right, cool. Hey, Paven, which story model's lore dumps, lore dumps left you uh, wanting more? Uh, I'm definitely on the Dawnbringers uh, train now. Like I'm, sure. I'm excited for what ha what's going to happen in the books now. It kind of slow start, but now we're we're really plowing through. Um, I don't know if this is like this is like an, a hanging lore uh, lore thread, but I was thinking about Wrath of the Ever Chosen the other day and how cool the book that was. Yeah. Like I love the uh, I love the like the un the unexpected matchups. Mm -hmm. And Kratokros versus Archeon was great, and that was a really yeah. fun book. And I would love to see that war is ostensibly still ongoing in the eight points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to see that thread picked up again. Yeah. All right. Cool. Hey, Eric, uh, any story models or lore dumps left you wanting more? Absolutely, but I can never remember their name. The little <laughs> gargoyly, gribbly guys. Gargoyleans. With Gargoyleans. I want a whole Fraggle Rock. Esque mm -hmm. world <laughs> that they come from, and I want I want to know how they come about. I want to know where they like who create like were they created by a wizard and they just propagated? Are they do they feed off of like what? Yeah, Tell me more. The cities of Sigmar uh, story <laughs> phase episode. Um, down and you know what? Down I'll say it here because I forgot to say give, it in the flesh eater the battle version. There's flesh eater versions of them too. Mm -hmm. It was in the book, but I forgot to mention in the episode. Sure, making up so, for last time. Yeah. From what I remember, they are actually literally embodiments of the realms rebelling yeah. against chaos. Yeah, they're like little, uh, like literally, it's like the realms taking form. On spine, which like, is why you get a snail with legs and a horn. Yeah, like manifestations of faith as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, hey, well, that, I want. Oh, I want that whole world. Nice, uh, Josh. Did anything leave you wanting more? I'm sure. Uh, all the lore leaves me wanting more, but <laughs> you know, it rhymes too. Um, exactly. All right. Uh, um, I did. I finally got a Warhammer Plus subscription this last year, and and watching the Neve, you know, the Black Talons Warhammer Pluses, I was like, yeah, yep, wow, this is intriguing. I really like how the story is going and the interesting twists, and it has left me wanting more. And, and now that I know that there's another book out, I need to I need to go mm. dive into that, check mm -hmm. it out. That's cool. That's a good one. Um. I was just looking through things that were released so I could see what triggered me into thinking that I wanted more. Um, I think just very specifically the Alchemite Warforger. You're like, what? Yes. That's a really specific yeah. thing. However, oh. it's a Cities of Sigmar mage magic user specifically related to like the magics of Shaman, right? Which makes mm -hmm. you wonder, all right, well, what are the other versions that could come out like that, right? Yeah. They've always had wizards that were like in, in the Collegiate Arcane and like were tapped into those winds of magic. But this guy's very specifically like designed yeah. to like embody that. And man, do I love sets. And one is not a pattern, but there could be. Well, so I'd be curious to know what the rest of them um, are. I mean, uh, version 2.0 of Age of Sigmar, that book 
uh, which I think was Seasons of War, right? Had a huge uh, images of Shamanite wizards and and mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, Akshi wizards and and mm-hmm. uh, so on and so yeah. forth. And they had some amazing designs. I wish they would come yeah. up with models for those. Seasons of Sigmar is cool because it's uniquely not tied to any one specific realm. I mean, most armies surprisingly are, uh, and so like it's cool that like they could dabble in a lot of those um, other spaces. And then just as a minor thing, uh, Supreme. Pontifex Zanestra. Uh what's her what's her where's her power come from? What's her deal? She's got some mystery going on. I want to know what her story is. Um so that she's and she's a like semi demigod level character as yep, far as yep. I right. I agree. Like she literally makes a wheel of magic sheer Trogoths in half and like an entire thing, and it's just like boom. Sorry, no, I think it's I'm... shearing a Trogoth. I think it like like this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take that fur to market. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm also I'm also wheelie curious. <laughs> and on that note hey another patron question um from jam wormwood hey thank you so much uh what was your favorite random bit of lore about daily life in the mortal realms that you learned this year be it from a battle tome white dwarf or a novel i don't know that everybody's gonna have an answer to this um pretty specific but i figured i'd ask hey do you guys have any daily life uh snapshots that uh yes. really jazzed you up hey go tell me about it josh what's up uh, I, I, you know, I loved in the in the Cities of Sigmar battle tome where they they followed the Dawnbringer Crusade throughout the whole book. I think that was an awesome representation mm-hmm. of how someone gets into a Dawnbringer Crusade and the experiences they have along the way, and unfortunately, how most of the men, you know. So I thought it was really cool, though. Nice. Yeah. Do you guys have any other daily life from any perspective? Any any army or faction? Yeah. I was going to say um, we talked about it a bit in the Flesh Eater. Uh, episode but they really go in depth in, like how different flesh eater cultures can exist on climate and i loved the flesh eater farmers who take all of their <laughs> crops and store them in silos for when the feasting day finally comes and <laughs> it's just it's good to know that you have such an outlandish faction but there is some sort of daily life for that faction yeah they're not just all standing around waiting for something to happen yeah, yeah. Um, I noticed that some of the models that released were very like um, common. Yeah. So like the the Iron Jaws got a a, a metal forger, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we got a bunch of those. Well, City of Sigmar obviously had a bunch of guys like the Assassin and the um, you know different the the Squire and that sort of stuff. So there's a few armies that got, and I think that when I talked about it with somebody. Carried it. You could look at every like you go to the flesh eater courts, right? You got the the headsman, um, you know. So you just had a lot of these day to day kind of jobs that are now in these armies. Yeah, the KO code right was one we had talked mm-hmm. about. Yeah, yep. it was yeah. us, Eric. You talked about it yeah. with us. Yeah. The flesh eater courts. These people, much, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm sure I have other people I talked about this stuff with. I, I, I hope just not. Can't remember. I don't, I don't <laughs> hear them away. You're sick. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's me, Aaron. He's delusional. <laughs> Delusions <laughs> when we start. You know, when you start biting people, that's when we get concerned. <laughs> uh, any other daily life? snapshots that y'all found interesting so um i just finished indrasa the new novel by noah van wen um i i read god eater son which is the previous novel by him and like i was really impressed by how well developed the the daily life of these cultures that don't actually impress upon the main character but impact the main character if that makes sense 
Um, and Yandrasa was the same thing where they ha he had this like super cool culture that he invented that is present and impacting Isenland, but does not like directly change the main character, which is Yandrasa's um, motivations, etc. And I I loved that. I, I mean, it's one of those things where you read it and you're just like, okay, I need to convert an entire army about sled crofts. I want <laughs> to make I want to make an army where they literally just like have caribou in front and then they have sleds in back with houses on them. Kiss and then love. They build cities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's just like, oh my goodness, like this is so real and 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 wonderful in my head. So I really enjoyed that. And then I just read Need Black Talent and also had it like a bunch of different specific cultures that were fully fleshed out and, and really fun. And so anything that makes me go, but I need to kitbash this or I need to make something out of it. Like to me, that that's awesome. So um, so I, I if I had to pick one, it would definitely be the Suku from um, Yindrasa. I just thought it was super fun and I could envision what the models would look like in my head. So that's great. Right. Very cool. Um, next question. This was from who was that? A patron of the show, uh, Aaron. Oh, that's weird. That's funny. Aaron. It sounds like a cool guy. I don't see uh, oh, aka <laughs> Dos Asos. Um, he wants to know, uh, how was the how was the 2023 for you guys' respective uh shows that you put out on the Mortal Realms Network? Um, talk to me about uh your experience this year. What things that you were highs, lows, maybe? Um. I want to I want to hear about what 2023 meant for Dogs of Warcry, Path to Story, and I guess if you want to talk about the story phase from your perspectives, that's cool too. <laughs> um, so let's do Path. The newer of the shows has mm -hmm. it has to go first. So Path to Story has to go first. Uh, Will and Paul go together, go separately. I don't care. Um, what was 23? What what did 2023 have for yeah. Path to Story? Yeah, so uh, last year at the Sigmaralia episode, Paul like announced season two, and he announced that we had two new hosts who have been uh, Harry and Kieran, and I think it's been a great year adding them, like new voices, people who aren't from Wisconsin coming onto the show and talking about narrative gaming, and I think part of like, one of the directions, it wasn't a conscious choice, but one of the directions we've been going into more is like Path to Glory book reviews. And I think that's something that has been really good for the show, just talking more about the system itself instead of talking solely on games we've played, but really giving more tools for other players. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, I completely concur. Um, it's been awesome having Harry and Kieran involved. Um, there obviously is like real life things going on as well, but it's been awesome to not just be me and Will being like, hey, Let's like have some fun together, but like having other people. Will that are can able to, hear yeah. you. He can hear you say that. How did no, you feel great, about the right? game we play? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you know, hey, person over here can question about what this thing that we both experienced felt like, right? It, it's been a lot, a yeah. lot of fun to be able to bounce off ideas and just really have genuine conversations with people who haven't experienced the exact same thing together. So. Oh, very neat. Um, does anybody not on Path of Story have any questions for these guys about how the year the year, year went? I want to give you an I want to give them Ooh. more of a platform. Do you have any? Uh, I should have prepared you. Ooh, Josh got one. Lay it on him. What do you see for the future? Well, no, that's a future question. 
cut that. Uh, we're going to do future later. <laughs> it's, and, whoa, it's very distinctly, we have demarcated lines. Here uh, is the judge. The judge is coming let's, down on you, Josh. How dare you? As, as a new podcast coming through the first year, and Will, maybe you specifically, because Paul has maybe jumped on some other ones. I'm what has been, too, so. what's been um, the kind of the most unexpected, the biggest challenge of running a podcast for the year? Um, unexpected challenge. Is it, is it him? Paul? Yeah, no, no, I'm useless. Oh. I don't get it. I don't do it. I just show up yeah. sometimes, right? And so, like, Will is the person, reason why the podcast exists. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> for those listening, I've not had this story with my shirt. Um, yeah, I think the, the most unexpected challenge is like maintaining structure um because i like I, I feel like we're having the most fun we're just like free form going into it, lots of energy and then when i'm sitting there alone editing it i'm like this is this could be a mess sometime <laughs> like maybe we should make sure we're staying on like not even on topic but like just something as simple as we're going to do hobby first and then our games and then we can do the review because if we go out of that order no one will know what they're yeah. listening to and i think <laughs> Like, I mean, we're having fun, so it's easy to forget in the moment, but it's something that is really useful for yeah. me as an editor and for the audience as well. Yeah. You learn that on your show, and then you go on other people's show, and you, like, don't even care. Don't, don't even care. <laughs> You're welcome, Aaron. Do you people understand why I am the way I am? <laughs> yes, 100%. What's everybody's hobby progress real quick? That's a dip. That's another question. Uh, uh, no, I was just joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't know that it's another question. It's a hobby future. Um, well, sorry, that, like this unique thing about our podcast is that um, we have Kieran, who functionally has no community, right? It's just him who's super excited about the hobby. Uh, but most of that is, is pretty much mental, right? And then we have Harry, who um, plays a lot with his son. But those games take a while because, you know, his son is school, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And then you have Will and I, where I have been prevented from like doing a lot of gaming this year. Uh, but that previously was been like a lot of what we planned on and like, you know, leaned on for our content. And so um, it, it has been a little bit different this year. Um, for me personally, I haven't gotten nearly as many games as I did last year, but I've had a decent amount of like painting and I'm still doing the like hobby um every day kind of thing my rule is i have to put paint on a model so i'm like you know somewhere in like day 1300 of that but it doesn't mean that i have massive progress it just means i get some things done right and uh for will like you know like there's real life and stuff that goes on so he's got massive stuff going on but you know i'll let him cover and fill in that that for him i mean yeah just um, like Paul said, like it's been harder to get games in, but there have been more people in the area that I'm able to find and play with, which wasn't a thing, um, mm -hmm. in season one. So that's kind of why season one, like we had taken a break between seasons. Cause if me and Paul couldn't meet to play games, we had nothing to talk about. Yep. <laughs> so getting more people to play with, getting more hosts and then mm -hmm. moving into the reviews, um, which is something we don't need to play games to do has been super right. beneficial for the show. Sure. Very cool. All right. Hey, same general 
question for Dogs of Warcry. Hey, tell me about uh, what 2023 meant for the DOW. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Tell me about it. However you'd like. Um. Well, uh, Eric's muted, so I guess I will start. Um, <laughs> what do you think, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> It's been a good year overall. Um, you know, we've got uh, Vint, Paven, myself, and Eric. Uh, so it's nice to have so many different people, especially when people can't make it. But we have also have, uh, you know, lots of ideas. Uh, the event this last year at Earth went really well. And so this year we're up in the game. We're increasing the size a little bit more and also adding a little more, a more narrative-specific event on Saturday. So we'll hopefully we'll design that a little while and see how that goes. But um, but this year in general, as Eric already pointed out, when they kicked off Warcry again, there's been a huge increase in the number of players and the number of of you know content creators, you know YouTube, um, in, in general specifically, a lot of tournaments, a lot of other people talking about Warcry and analyzing things. So in some ways, it's been a little challenging. Just okay, we'll find out where where our niche is, but. Um, you know, a lot of people do like instant reviews, you know, like day of stuff coming out. So, so I, I think we've done pretty well in terms of sticking to, we're going to talk about this, the same pattern that we kind of do. We talk about the narrative, we talk about our hobby insights and other things, and people still seem to really enjoy that aspect of it, even though there's a surplus of other content creators. So I, I think that's been good. I think that there's not competition per se, but the people are eager for all the content and that's been yeah. really nice. So. Yeah, we've uh, as a crew, we've turned our sights more on the physical community with the events, with Adepticon, with our league, and so I think we're putting more time and energy as a whole into that those relationships as opposed to getting out as many episodes as I think we wish we were getting out. Yeah, um, but that being said, um, one of our obviously. 2019 to 2020 was our our big year with the you know coming out as a brand new game and we're just getting back to kind of the same download listener levels uh as we were then so it, it uh you know after pandemic it's just been a slow crawl back and, and i think everybody's sort of rejoining um uh little by little we had uh over a hundred thousand downloads we reached a hundred thousand downloads for the podcast and uh 50 episodes so we've passed 50 episodes so not as not as fast as some people do it but but we've hit some pretty good good uh, milestones yeah well and people are you know I, I see lots of comments that people are so excited about the adepticon event and coming back for more so that's that's yeah. encouraging at least you know that that yeah. And we've switched we've switched to video first as uh recording. So all of the this last season's uh, or the current season's uh episodes are on uh YouTube. So yep. video. Our smiling Gross. faces. Exactly. Yep. Uh, Take it. Cool. Um Paven, do you have anything you anything you add? Uh, well, I, I want to uh, point out that I did nothing for Dogs of War Cry in the last <laughs> year. So, <laughs> right? And none to blame. Um <laughs> Mental it's support. Enjoy to just enjoy the show and go to the events and participate that with them. So I get that. It's important. Yeah, it's important. Hey, you um, did run an event that's going to tie into the next comment. I don't want to step on Aaron's toes, but yeah, I mean, you did you a keep lot. Keep doing it. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> it's literally what I do in this show. That's always what I do. I also I will just want to mention that I did. Uh, 
do like a short kind of limited series of me trying to convince my brother to play 40k yeah. with me that? uh, that's on patreon only yes. um and that was just a, a fun experiment of full creative control and just seeing like you know how hard is it really to edit um and it is <laughs> super time consuming yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot plus it makes us all appreciate each other more that's all <laughs> have you been listening to what the heck can you tell us as a listener what the heck what, what the, the heck, heck has had a banger year um, yeah. they're they're way i mean i don't know why they're not at this party maybe they're having their own a better party uh, i think they probably oh, have, hey. have enough posts for it did we not um, roll enough crits is that the problem here uh, <laughs> yeah they i think it was in the last year they like really expanded the cast and brought in some really uh, hot talent into the show uh like pillars of our community um and uh, brian that, and skyler for the record for anybody who doesn't know. Yeah, go ahead. okay yeah well yeah whatever their names are um, <laughs> um, yeah. And, um yeah and they're also their local community is also like popping off and they're doing like a lot of cool events and a lot of like community building and like i think they're having a huge they have a huge influence on warhammer underworlds as a game mm -hmm. um yeah so yeah, and I like you know I'm always I'm always peeking over there seeing what's going on. Yeah. Like they they reached a hundred episodes uh, this year. So yeah, the, oh, the, wow. the bi-weekly thing they they're, they're been amazing. Yeah, and some and sometimes weekly, honestly. So wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is their last episode. It was after they had some uh, some guests um, uh, that were absolutely hilarious. And so yeah, <laughs> even if you don't like Underworlds, listen to that. Were, were you on the episode, Paven? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I would, I've been trying to get on that show. I remember like, once, on like, like yeah. episode yeah. three or something like that, and that was terrible. So yeah. never yeah. asked me back for good reason. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Any, any other thoughts about your respective shows before I go into a very unprepared spiel on mine? Um, not mine, ours, ours, I should say. Uh, so odd, I knew this question was coming because I asked it, and yet I do not, I do not prepare a response for it in any uh, way, shape, or form because it's only fair. Um, story phase. All right, so what did this year mean for the story phase? I think we were a little bit more consistent, maybe not necessarily in terms of release timing in the given month because we were trying to do a better job of co correlating with um, getting closer to when things got released, having our stuff drop mm -hmm. uh, Oftentimes, yeah. though, not always at the same time when we are allowed to. Um, I don't know why I care so much. I guess I, sticking to our previous schedule probably wouldn't have made a bigger difference really all that much. But I, don't know, I feel like being part of the zeitgeist a little bit. It's fun being part of that mm -hmm. wave to some degree. So that's neat. Mm -hmm. um, so that although maybe mess with individual timing, I think this is one of the first times we actually hit like 12 square uh, episodes. If I edit this one and release it in December or no. Maybe I already released a December one. I don't know. I've lost track. Yeah, we're going to watch your cards. Oh, yeah, true. Okay, so maybe I did hit a square 12 episode a month or year. So kudos to 2023. Um, what did we do? Do we do anything differently? Um, I mean, author interviews, I think I mentioned before, was a, uh, this year was the first time that we ventured into that uh, space. I'm loving it. I'm really digging it. Um, I, don't, I don't care what you people think. Um, so getting a chance to meet these uh, or meet and chat with these folks, really get behind the scenes. I feel like I already talked about this, but I'll mention it again. Um, it has been a hoot. And it's way easier talking to the authors about their books than like finding time to read them, right? So it's me just a shortcut getting. To the <laughs> <laughs> you think that everybody else read the books and like ask the intelligent questions? Yeah, like, I'm just hey. trying to absorb it um, and just like smile and nod. Hey, thanks, guys. Um, so that's a hoot. I definitely plan on continuing that into the future. Um, I keep saying, guys, I'm awful that. Uh, 
I'm gonna we're gonna get back to the um, pocket realms, and it's I literally recorded an episode uh, earlier this week, so like we are getting back on that wagon. Um, David really needs to crack that whip because I get easily distracted, but um, that's also some of my favorite content that we put out too. Um, mm-hmm. Just as a reminder, uh, again, that's gonna be found on our Patreon page. Um, but back to the story phase. I don't know. Am I missing anything? Hey, wait, uh, Paul, Will. I mean, honestly, Eric, Josh, Paven. You guys, have, I think, all been on the, the show think- this year. Any thoughts worth mentioning? You reached a uh, prestigious achievement, I think, with the Flesh Eater tomes, where you like covered every single faction, right? Yeah. That was so the last the exception of the game, or AOS, right? Yeah. yeah, it took a very long. I mean, how many years is it? What eight years to get there? That uh, it was nothing. Nothing that we were trying to like consciously decide how to get there, but like just through accidental coverage, we got there finally. So yeah, yeah good point. I would call it accidental. You were very intentional that we needed to cover every battle. <laughs> there was a spreadsheet. Yeah, I didn't get yeah. to. I didn't yeah. get to decide, decide when armies got released or made it. Yeah, you get my left and right to talk about. Yeah. yeah, right. But I did have a, Of course, I did a spreadsheet. But with, with the completion of this great cataloging, are we in contact with like Library of Congress or other? <laughs> uh, they keep calling me, but I don't take their calls. Just on the uh, do not want contact list. Uh, yeah. you know, but, uh, <laughs> what What I hear anecdotally when we have new people come into the war criteria locally who also then go and listen to the Mortal Realms podcast oh, is that they gosh. go back to the beginning and they start listening from the beginning and they put in the hours and put in the work. It's yeah. crazy, but but this backlog is like there's history. It's is, an archive. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Is, yeah, is captured in amber here uh, with, mm-hmm. with our episodes. So um, it can be pretty fun to kind of go back through all that. Sure, and they can really like they can really track how it deteriorated yep, yep. like over time and like where it really fell off. <laughs> like that Aaron guy and that Paul guy specifically. Like he's. I hope they don't bring them back. We just got some more more gray in his beard. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's all our pictures still on the YouTube banner like up top currently. Um, <laughs> I sent. Uh, yeah. uh, I sent Davey a picture today of him and I down in my basement in 2015 and asked him if I could post it to LinkedIn. Uh, and he was like, <laughs> he was like, there's not a gray hair on either of those heads. <laughs> um, uh, but I guess I, well, I was going to say just worth knowing we hit episode 88 this year. That's how, that's how far we are. Um, nice. Go ahead. Paul. Um, I, I love the author interviews. I think they're super fun. Uh, it's really exciting for me to talk to people who have an intimate knowledge of like the realm and the way that the realms work Uh, and i think it's super fun to be able to ask questions of them and to pick their brain about why they made this decision or or like where this character kind of came from um when we were talking about um uh bear eater right we're talking about hamilcar like that was like super fun for me to be like okay I understand now where this character came from and why he was picked out. Like it's super engaging for me to learn those little stories because I think it adds more story, more background. And, and like, honestly, like just look more impetus to the character to know that like they kind of came from nowhere and just showed up and they just had a presence. I think that's a super fun way of engaging with it. Um, but the other thing is like, you, you put in a ton of work to like get these, episodes edited before release dates and that's something we haven't done before like so like that's a lot of kudos for you doing the work because nobody else does the work we just like sit down and we like talk crap and you're like you do the work right you know so if you're not keeping track 
Will does the editing for Path of Story. Aaron does the editing for Story Face. So I literally do nothing. I just sit and talk and be like, hey, <laughs> fix it. Make it sound good for me. So like I, I'm, I'm pretty much useless. Uh, but I appreciate then, the effort put in from everybody else. So. And then you're like, wait a second. I thought I was on that episode. Why don't I hear myself? And like, <laughs> yeah. What happened to that great joke? Oh, it just kind of disappeared. What happened to that stupid question? Oh, you removed it. Oh, you're a really nice person for removing that stupid question. It was useless. Thank you. Uh, also, now I'm just looking at stats while you're talking. Uh, apparently, both our top two best downloaded episodes ever were this year. It was our Seraphon episode. And from first week numbers alone, uh, the Flesh Eater Courts episode as well. Nice. Um, nice. Nice. Over year. Real, um, real quick, wanted to mention, uh, just a shout out real quick. <laughs> um, Mike Sampson in our local group and I did one episode called The Barking Lot, which we're yep. testing out. We'll see if we like more of that. So people just other it. people interest of uh, in contributing and then uh just a weird uh uh framing is that we've had more years of work work than without and with uh underworlds than without so yeah. there's uh wow. four years of uh the story phase before the, we started a new podcast so sure. a little bit of uh and it's been five years since we started branching out so there's pro there's a couple of trial and, and failures uh in there Mm -hmm. um, I can't name. I what, can't think of a thing, single one. <laughs> what was, uh, Paul? What was our uh, campaign phase? Uh, speculation spectacular oh, phase. Yeah, scrying phase. Yeah. Scrying phase. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it just also, got incorporated. It just got yeah. incorporated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It conglomeration. Yeah. All our good ideas got stolen by our our main podcast. <laughs> Get absorbed back in. Lies spread by my <laughs> competitors. Uh, um, All right. So, well, now that Paven's back, I want to move forward a little bit and talk about something that we have uh, dodged almost entirely this whole uh, yep. episode. And it it's a little we're keep, it's a little we're keeping secrets from you all. Yeah. Right. Um, I gave a hint that we were going to dive into this uh, in this episode. So folks have been waiting for. It. They want to get all the juicy details about the inaugural year of Mortal Realms Con. Year zero, not even year one, year zero. This is a precursor, prehistoric even, um, of this little event that uh, the Mortal Realms threw. Um, I guess, does anybody, so I don't have to do it, want to talk through just the, the the details, like the facts of what we did in Mortal Realms? Kind of, are you guys going to make me do it? Any, I'm going to attempt. Go okay. ahead, Eric. You, you're more knowledgeable. So what we, uh, we had gone to Adepticon, and many of like our whole network was there quite a bit of our network there you know yeah. and and we had an evening where we most of us not everybody was able to get in on it but there's a lot of us in playing uh kind of a game in the evening time and that sort of stuff and and we on top of that we'd been able to kind of uh hang out with each other at the events that we were running uh and it was really nice to be together and so we were like hey what what if we what if we didn't have to travel two and a half hours to Chicago and book hotels in order to have that be true again? We all live in the Madison area. Let's try and get together. And so uh, the seed was planted. Mm -hmm. um, how could we all get together, play some games, um, uh, and and enjoy each other's company as as a as a podcast network, and maybe invite some of our local crew uh, and and gaming groups and friends, etc. And so the the initial idea of of Mortal Realms Con was was floated, and the the gist of it was that over um, a pretty compact uh, two days or a day and a half ish, 
Um, we did a Friday night and all day Saturday and then half of Sunday pretty much. Um, we would uh, each kind of uh, podcast would run their event, run an event for their game system for the rest of uh, the, the group that was coming. So um, let's see, Phil and uh, um, Brian. Uh, who else? Brian ran uh, Underworlds for uh, for us. Uh, Paven ran Warcry uh, event for us, narrative event for us. And uh, Will uh, ran uh, the Path to Glory uh, uh, event for us. Uh, and, and Paul as well. Um, uh, and so we all got to participate in these different game systems that maybe we hadn't played before so or whoever wanted to it was all opt-in so yeah. nobody was forced um and uh and that was that was the that was the loose base of the concept was let's get together and run games for each other have the hoots and the in the hot the hollering and the the fun and the, and all that kind of stuff and we did it and it was fantastic oh now discuss yeah now now discuss, discuss. Um, yeah <laughs> real real quick uh, just because i was listening to the past year's episode for notes for this one vint has suggested a very similar thing at last year's sigmarnalia and he was laughed at and called a madman sure because he is and, yeah and then it, it was happened. too soon anyway it was too yeah. soon he's <laughs> ahead of his time we should with we what should we do like, then terrible we should call it vince mortal realm con right yeah well i'll say that somebody somebody convinced us <laughs> Hey, there you go. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I think it was a, a, a just a hoot and a holler, I guess, if you that's what you want to put it. Um, so we were able to rent out a space uh, in downtown Madison um, on the square over Halloween weekend, which was uh, probably more trouble than it was worth, but it's still uh, still pretty yeah. neat. It was um, a hoot. <laughs> it was a hoot. Uh, oh, like an owl. Halloween. Okay, that makes sense. Ooh. I get that. Um, we also got to we got to replicate that very game that Eric was talking about at Adepticon, where we played Blood on Blood on the Clock Tower, which is now Immortal Realms' favorite at this point, um, through the efforts of uh, Davey and Skyler uh, putting on <laughs> a, just a great show uh, when they when they run those games. Um, and like you said, it was a great opportunity for us to like get together and not have to drive to a neighboring state uh, to for many of us to be uh, in the in the same room. Um, I guess I don't have a series of questions. I guess I. I'll ask broadly what were some of your folks' uh, highlights, not fumbles. I don't want to hear the fumbles. Those are those are behind closed doors. Um, what was uh, – I'm going to go around the horn, and I know we sort of talked about this at a previous episode, but we'll reiterate. What, what were some of your highlights, takeaways, things that you loved? Um, I mean, I just loved seeing everybody there. Like mm -hmm. we mentioned, we don't always get to hang out because everyone has busy lives, and we're also not all on the same shows. And just kind of being in one location – and having our own little community mm -hmm. um, was something I thought was great. And then just seeing the amount of effort and love everyone put into their events. Yeah. Hey, Paul, tell me about tell me about Mortal Realms Con for you. I uh, I loved riding my bike to a con. Like that was super <laughs> fun for me. Like, oh, this is I just literally get on my bike and I ride downtown, and there's a convention there. This is awesome. So. <laughs> So proximity, that's all that guy's care. He doesn't care what happens there as long as he can get nope, there easy. Exactly. Yeah. As long as I can ride on my bike, I'm good. Yeah. It's like pizza. There's no bad pizza. Um, hey, Pavent, you guys run an event. I mean, not that these two did as well, but they've done it before. Uh tell me about more realms count for you. 
Um, well, it was a really fun to run an event. It was also about as much work as I thought it would be, which is an incredible <laughs> amount of work. Uh, <laughs> but, but it, it showed, it paid it off. Didn't, it wasn't a disaster, which was where I was, my bar was. Um, there are two moments that stick out to me uh, from Mortal Realms Con. One is we have a, we all got to bring a very strict plus one. Aaron was very strict with us. We could only it was a year zero. You're allowed to bring one guest, um, except for except for people who brought more than one guest. Wow, you're an Eric. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my, I brought my one my one guest, my one really good uh, Warhammer buddy, and he he's a he's a really great painter and hobbyist, and like likes the the world, but he like hates like one on one games, like competitive games. He's just, it makes him miserable. Um, so I of course I brought him to the Warhammer Underworlds tournament. <laughs> and um like what, what against his immovable wall of like no competition fun possible have he went up against the irresistible force of like skylar and brian's like inclusivity and championing of the game that he had like a great time playing like he yeah. learned the game they went super slow with him Good. and they like he had like a, such a fun time they like gave him a war band and he's like he's been painting it up he's bought he bought the latest set uh, for nice. Warhammer Underworlds, and so that was really cool to witness and watch. I'm like, I can't believe they did it. Like, I've been trying to play games that guy for years. Cracked him wide Always open. Always miserable. <laughs> but, like, yeah, he had a great time. Um, and then number two was um, Eric's uh, son at the War. Eric, is, uh, as as the, the young Oakland, is in a way like a war cry enthusiast. Um, and he loves the game, super excited. Also, what a tough player like he plays to win all of his games and uh but like have it so into it and uh he played in the event and he kicked like a bunch of people's butts and uh we were able actually to crown him champion king of the narwood and i think he loved it and that was really cool it was really cool to be able to do um and uh, that was really fun. That was really fun as like an event organizer that like all the, the numbers worked out that way uh, yeah. in order to be able to do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not only did he kick everybody else's butts, he was also like, oh, but also go beat up on my dad because yeah. like that would be great if you just beat up no, my dad. No. It'd be great. To Does totally of his own idea. Nobody planted those ideas <laughs> in this guy at all. None Does whatsoever. That make him one of the best competitive players in North America. I think so. <laughs> That's all I say. Um, just don't get him into underworlds. I mean, no. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, hey, Matt, I know you just ate something, so I'm hesitant to ask this, but could you give like a, just the quickest summary? And I know you want it to be quick of the event that you ran, like in Warcry, just the highest level that you'd be willing to yeah. speak well, to. Well, given that we're almost in the second hour of the podcast, I did get myself chips, which is the perfect <laughs> podcast snack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um oh wait yeah i don't know it's like it's a pretty it's a big war cry narrative event we were going through it was the search for the Tanglethorn fortress war bands were battling their way through the narwood underground in the root halls searching for that dread hold that davy gave me like three years ago and i finally did it um and it was like a fun i mean it was narratively driven there were a lot of prizes there was a lot of like auxiliary secondary objectives a lot of people learning how to play and then like you know ringers like uh eric's son also um <laughs> like in the mix that was like uh you know had in a balance uh you know throwing the lambs into the meat grinder sure. uh, <laughs> i had a good time i hope people had a good time playing it 
Absolutely. All right. And that's exactly the type of summary I was looking for. Um, hey, Eric, your turn. Tell me about Mortal Realms Con for you. Again, you're over. It's weird. Yeah. Over here. I loved um, seeing all our crew run events because we're so good at it. Um, and I, I pat myself or pat our whole team on the back, but we are like we care a lot about running good events. And one of the things that we talked about when when starting the podcast was we want to be sort of a beacon for positive gameplay, inclusivity, safe spaces, and um, you know we do that. We we share that message in all of our podcasts that we um, that we do, and we try and do that in the events that we create. And this was just an, an amplification, another reinforcement that. That's something that we all care about. And being able to create an event that is centered on that was very meaningful. It was very cool that we we could do that. And there's we've got a in Wisconsin, there is a history of strong events that that groups have put on for the community. And it's really cool that we maybe have an opportunity to set a foundation for that uh, again. Um, and then also, uh, yeah, I was able to to bring my son to play um on the art like on the saturday um and he loved it and and everybody was so um accommodating and um you know created a space that i felt comfortable having you know my kid you know at and so from from being able to talk to you know people talking to him like he's a, a human being a person to you know working with him on games or him letting him teach games here or there too um it was just a it was it was a great that was just a very meaningful event for me and my family so thank you guys awesome yeah um sorry you, you weren't able to make it josh uh yeah. but what what would not i need to say what would you give me a hypothetical what would you have wanted to do uh, would you have said <laughs> yeah that's true um I would have embraced it because uh, it's definitely one of the things uh, I enjoy most about being part of the network is the wonderful people that we interact with. And the, I guess, you know, as Eric said, the enthusiasm and the the drive to make it a very welcoming and open space for gaming in general. And I I think that's wonderful. And having all of us in a certain area to run an event would have been awesome to experience. So definitely looking forward to something in the future yeah of course um for my i mean i echo a lot of what you guys have said um the war cry event obviously a highlight um being able to finally dive into or maybe not dive into chip away at path the story also tons of fun but uh i do have a secret soft spot somewhere in the back of my head for um mm-hmm. underworlds and i don't ever i i why i play once every other year now at this point um and like the rules keep both changing and staying the same at the same time so i, I feel like i get lost but it was nice to get back in on the saddle in the swing of things um a little bit and see some of the new stuff that like i've i've been collecting just haven't really seen uh you know manifest on a table so it was fun to tap back into that and whoever was mentioning the just the the sheer enthusiasm for that game that are what the hex people just exude like you can feel it when you walk in the room um it's infectious and like so much so that like was not super gung-ho about underworlds before i walked into the room sat down loved every second of it walked out and be like woof that was intense i I think I need to set it down for a little bit. Uh, you need to be around them. I'm only interested in playing when I'm around those guys, uh, basically. So, uh, which is to their, to their credit, like that's a good, that's a compliment to them. Um, I would say, because uh, like I'm the farthest thing to a competitive player that exists. Um, so that was great. It was also fun. I think I, well, I know I did. I don't think I did. I played Davy's son as well. Uh, uh, there's a handful of sons there, um, and so he's also a great character. And like, so he 
it's it's weird getting schooled by two different children in their own respective like game of choices <laughs> i mean it's not bad it's just different uh, so was, uh, i'm used to losing somebody who's one quarter my age yeah yeah i i also got beaten in underworlds by uh davy's son so i think the next generation of um, <laughs> mortal realms is looking pretty good doing, doing good yeah, doing great <laughs> Um, ultra competitive it's gonna be a new kind of vibe <laughs> isn't that the way sequels go like that no um, we want them to be good enough that they can stand up to the bullies so that they can be a bastion for for lore yeah. and uh and narrative so <laughs> you're making <laughs> fun of me but wait till we get on the tabletop these no, dice will yeah. wreck you i want them to defend me when i'm an old man i want them to defend me um but part part of the reason we were even doing this at all is is a proof of concept to see if this is something we wanted to continue to do Oop, knocking stuff um or maybe we wanted to keep it at this level if we wanted to expand again we're just sort of dipping our toe in the water that's what the year zero part is and i think there's still conversations to be had for what comes next for this if anything um but i i hope that the bug was such that maybe people want to continue the conversation about what you know year one might look like and so listeners Maybe if this sounds interesting to you, maybe one day you'll get to attend Mortal Realms Con for just a hefty fee. I mean, just an arm and a leg. No, I'm kidding. Um, I wouldn't even know how to do that. Uh, so um, stay tuned. I mean, I, in, in the meantime, obviously make your way down to Adepticon because you're going to yeah. see a lot of similar uh, vibes put out from the Mortal Realms crew there with their respective Adepticon events. But um, maybe we're, it's a, maybe it's a yeah. two from twice a year kind of experience that you might get to yeah. tap into. So um, again, more more to come. We'll see what it ends up. Come find like. us on uh, the Discord, uh, mortalrealms.com forward slash Discord, or email us mortalrealms at gmail.com. Find some way to let us know your thoughts on, um, you know, coming what whether you would like you you can email us and be like i would never in 100 years travel to madison wisconsin <laughs> to play one of three games uh that weekend so you know feel free feel free sure please please do yeah speaking um, of emails aaron oh yeah this may not be the correct time but i feel like we got an email i feel like we got a listener email yeah, yeah, like yeah. The yeah. first one ever. Yeah. No, not the first one ever. Second one. The first one I read on online. Um, but that I got to remind myself. Thanks for doing that because I told you guys not to let me forget. And yet, uh, <laughs> totally here did. we go. And yet you um, totally and forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, okay. So, um, Pin, any other Mortal Realms thoughts or Mortal Realms Con thoughts before we shift off of that, real quick? You got to do it. You got to do a proper segue. Um, all right, cool. Mortal Realms Con. I think Aaron was, painted an army. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know. I paid a, two war bands. I a guess super sweet narrative army too. Well, that is true because the best best armies are uh, narrative. Um, so stay tuned for any more information about more realms coming. Um, okay, new transition emails. Uh, we did get an email. Another one. Um, this is a great one. We thought it was a great time to a great episode to talk about it. So um, I'll read it real quick. Uh, greeting. I don't know. It won't be real quick. It's long. Um, greetings, O wise sages of Sigmar, or whichever other gods you follow. Uh, I've been following your works for about a month now. Okay, a newbie. I love it. Thank you. Uh, and have a query to pass on. It is of the utmost importance and will hopefully will provide a small morsel of content. Oh, we're going to drag this one out. It'll be more than a month. <laughs> Uh, perhaps comparable to the meaty topic provided by your recent episode on the flesh of your courts. Uh, if you could pick any two characters from the lore and have a short story written about them, 
being forced to converse peacefully without any violence, what combination would you think the most interesting uh, or was the most interesting? Regardless of the place in the world, be they Nagash or Sigmar, uh, Kairos, Fate Weaver, talking to Salon Starmaster, what conversation would you find to be the most fascinating? This is a good breaking point. This is a uh, palate cleanser between before we continue on. So two characters in the mortal realms would have a conversation where they don't fight each other. Um, sorry, I didn't give you a chance to think about it. Hey, Will. Been thinking about it all day. Yeah, I bet uh, you have. It's going to be Ushorin and Bellacor. There's something to me that is hilarious about a shadow demon who's trying to trick you into doing something, but the person he's talking to is just not understanding what he's saying and is just thinking of something else the entire time. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> hey, Paul, real quick, give me two. Give me two. Uh, two for. Or pass, and we'll come back around again. Right, yeah. Yep. All right. Did someone else raise their hand? I thought I saw another hand. Oh, okay. I'm going to go this way, Josh. It's this way. Uh, I think it would be uh, interesting to hear Alario and Nurgle talk about their definitions of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That's a good one. That's the good. meaning of life. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, Eric, you also raised your hand. Um, I think it would be uh, Sigmar Nagash, but they have each come to visit a bathhouse to relax and they don't know it's each other on the other side of that screen. And so they're having a conversation about former woes and, and regrets and things like that. And maybe they have an opportunity to hash it out without the ego getting in the way. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, Paven. Two characters. You're also muted right now if you didn't know that. Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of if there was like uh like a juicy backstory we haven't like uh like a like something that happened during the the world that was like a malarian marathi kind of thing yeah like a eltherion uh archon uh arcan uh kind of thing yeah um yeah i don't know like alarial uh nagash would be cool life and death uh about the world i don't know i don't really have a great one Okay, all right. Well, you keep noodling on it. Looks like Paul's got one. Hit me up, man. Uh, I would love to see a conversation between Tornus the Redeemed and the White Reaper. Uh, so, for those right. who may not know that quite as much, oh, Tornus was actually reforged from a Blight King. Uh, so, he oh, is a Stormcast, but he was hit by the Hammer of Galmaraz. And so, he was, you know, still, he had that chaos driven out. But the White Reaper is uh, the head of the Stormcast Chamber, uh, not Chamber, the Stormcast Chapter, uh, who is all about like eliminating that chaos taint. So I would love to see like an actual non-come-to-blows conversation between the two of them, because uh, I think that would be super fascinating to see how yeah. they would interact and like actually have a conversation. Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah. So, um, I think I, that would be on free will. Yeah. Uh, I think my answer might be Hamilcar chatting with Gotrick. I want to hear those two. First, I don't know if you've heard of me. My name is Hamilcar. Would be, would be hilarious. <laughs> Second of all, what would Hamilcar make of this dude? Like, what would like? And I guess vice versa, right? Um, yeah. Like, yeah. And Gotrick not suffering so, fools, but like we all know that Hamilcar is no fool. Um, so I think that'd be fun. Hamilcar versus Gotrek, who would win in the drinking contest? I don't know that him. Food for thought. Hey, listener, if you have a if you have thoughts on that, by all means, (laughs) Gotrek is demigod, so I don't know. Uh, Mortalrealms at gmail.com. If you want to answer that question, Uh, just like how 
charging Carnifex who had sent this email in asking us this fun, interesting question. Um, he, or they finish it off with just a little, uh, just a fun little exercise and thought really enjoy the show and look forward to more episodes from you guys. Hey, thank you very much. I look forward to making more episodes for you charging Carnifex. Um, so thank you very much for that. I, I thought oh, about my answer. answer to the question now. Hit me. Um, I want uh, Volturnos, King of the uh, Ideneth, yeah. uh, to talk to Teclas. Because I want to hear what like, Teclas thinks of his flawed children and how Volturnos justifies their existence. Uh, sure. Their, That's you a know, good one. Yeah. Mean, mean dad. And do you think Volturnus is he probably is like mad a little bit? Like he's probably got yeah. like a, a bone. They don't there. like each other. No. But like <laughs> there is there is a connection, a strong connection there. Like, sure. like that's a good answer. I like that too. All right, neat. And again, thanks for the uh thanks for the email. All right, moving right along. Now we're gonna start looking forward, guys. Yes, there's still a second uh direction that we have to talk about. Um, if I can find my notes. Why are there so many? All right, here we go. Um, moving right along. All right, looking ahead. Question from uh, patron of the show, Celtic Joe. Thank you very much. Uh, what is your hobby goal for the upcoming year? This is one where I think we often talk about. Do you guys have any hobby goals? You got it. This is this is a Warhammer podcast. Um, so make them quick. But what are some hobby goals uh, for 2024? Hey, well, we're going around the horn, same direction. Uh, actually, finish some of the armies that I've started this year. I've been. How about a realistic goal, Will? But there have been a few armies with the new releases that I've gotten like 70% of the way done that mm -hmm. I just need to get across the finish line. Then okay. I think this is the year to to do it. You could if, if only one of them got across the finish line, what would be the one that you want? Flesh Quartz. Cool. But it's Good also answer. one that's like the most done until the new models come out. <laughs> True. Um, hey, Paul, how we go? 2024. I want to continue to put paint on a model every day for the next 365 days. That's cool. It, it, you not super cool. ambitious, but just, you know. You could just stop right now when people would be incredible, like super impressed with already what you have done. Yes. I mean, 1,300 days. Is 365 that impressive anymore? <laughs> I mean, it's 1,300 to 1,500. Like, I mean, it's a round number. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, Paven, Hobby Gold 2024. Um, I don't know. I don't really want to commit to anything because, like, I don't know. It's my hobby, man. Like, that's, I don't that's what this is. Another is thing I have to do. Uh, but I think I'm interested in. I don't actually have. I have like one kind of big Age of Sigmar army, which is the Iron Jaws, which I have like a little upwards of two thousand, which isn't even that many points. But I probably want to get get a second somewhat like big Age of Sigmar army. I don't know if that will be the Eidneth. I don't know if that will be Cities of Sigmar. Stormcast, I don't know, but I, but yeah, but I think you know, with rumors of AOS 3 coming out, I think I'm gonna get jazzed about that at some point. You just got a lot of four four fingers. Fingers. Uh, man, they're coming faster and faster. Yeah, can't stop them. Um, Eric, do you got any hobby goals for 2024? Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with Will with Flesh Eater Courts, uh, Black Flag Eater Courts, uh, Pirate uh, Ghouls, and, and such. So I've been been working on those i uh long tradition of trying to take sprues and turn them into things so i can have cheap <laughs> terrain filler and so i i've taken sprues scratched them with a file and they make pretty good ship links so now they're all my nice. ghouls are running on ship links so and it's turned out pretty good so that's that's my hobby goal is to get maybe i don't know a thousand points up and running oh. by usheron i want to get usheron and paint oh, him up too. yeah I mean, that's like 2,000 points if you had Ushran. He's like, what, right. 600 points himself? I mean, come on. Probably. Yeah, four or something. 
Hey, Josh. Surprise. Um, Hobby goals for 2024. <laughs> uh, you know, I have this um, for the for the deep narrative event at Adepticon. I have this, like, vision in my head of what the terrain and the tables will look like. If I can pull that off, I'll be super happy for the rest of the year. So, Okay. Yeah. Terrain. Neat. Uh, my goals are dumb. I want to finish assembling all the Warcry Narwood terrain. A lot of a lot of meat, a lot of meat trees. Meat trees. Um, I set them down to do Mortal Realms corn stuff, <laughs> and now I'm doing Legos because I'm really cool and grown up. Um, <laughs> but I will get back to that Narwood terrain, and I want to finish it so I don't have to look at, or I don't have to do branches in it anymore. Um, so that's my goal. Uh, cool. Still more questions from. Celtic patron of the show. Uh, what model would you most like to see in 2024? Mm-hmm. Surprise, Josh turn. Hey, Josh, what uh, what model do you want to see in 2024? <laughs> Tricked you. How'd you go on? Um, chaos dwarfs. Okay. <laughs> what model? <laughs> just an army. Just one. Just one. Chaos dwarf. <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted a model of from Games Day, and it needs to be a Chaos Dwarf. That's it. I'll be satisfied at that point. I don't believe you. Uh, hey, Eric, model you most want bring, to see in 2024. Drink the goal to make more um, I, I'm going to say um, <laughs> Stormcast on a motorbike. Oh. oh. Bold move, Cotton. It was neat. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't really want to see it, but I feel like I. It feels like something that's not far from the truth. <laughs> <laughs> or storm, um, stormcast artillery, maybe. Okay, All right, just I think that's down. quite the gap between stormcast on a motorbike and stormcast artillery. I mean, just I mean it's just, no, it's stormcast. Hey, on do I get multiple choices? You picked the line, Smokey. I want to hear. I want to hear your most desired model in twenty twenty four. Single model, uh, new elf god. Oh, okay. So, Tyrion, Tyrion, uh, yeah. Malarion, um, yeah. Sure, sure. All, all would be cool. Kurnoth, yeah. Or the Kurnoth. Nah, we're not getting Kurnoth. <laughs> I would love it. Uh, we're not, you know. Okay, yeah. I mean, not not next year, anyways. Hey, Paul, model you want most in twenty twenty four? I can assume. A uh, new Spider Fang model. You yeah. assume right. Yeah. <laughs> One day. Um, hey, Will, 2024, model uh, you want the most? Uh, kind of going with Haven, but uh, Malarion. Okay. Yeah. Um, my model, Doubling, I think. Pulling down on that uh, forecast going forward. It's going to happen here. eventually. <laughs> Broken, Somebody's got to watch, right? right? The pod just clock. keeps making bigger, bigger. Right twice. Um, I'm going to go Josh because I think, I, and I will broadly say Chaos Dwarf, whatever that is. Um, I think that would be my most look forward to. I mean, I wouldn't even play them or specifically collect them, but I think that would be neat to have them. So I answered that question. Uh, where are we at? Um, Thundercake. Finally, some d- different question askers. Jeez Louise. Um, he wants to know, he had a preamble, but it ended up with, he wants to know uh, what we hope to accomplish as a podcast network. I'll skip the network and I'll say just for your specific shows, this is where we can answer that question. Looking forward for our shows. What do you hope that 2024 will bring to um Path to story. Let's start there. What do you think 20, 2024 is going to think or hope uh, will come for your show in the year? I want Path to Story to stay positive. And that's not just like, a, oh, we're, we're, we're not doing that. 
it's more of just like I hope that all of the podcasts and our podcast network stay positive, right? Yeah. There, there's a lot of people who do negative podcasts, and that's not something that super appeals to me. Uh, there, you can find all kinds of sources for that. Uh, I, I would really enjoy uh, family friendly, positive podcast. That's all. You say family friendly, and yet look at the provocative shirt that you're wearing right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> It's a father figure. That's it's yeah. all Eric because he, you know, he decided that we have to do video. Yeah. Uh, hey, well, what, what do you hope to see in 2024 for? Um, it's a good question. Uh, kind of ties into what I hope to see in the game is if we do get a new edition, that they don't just throw Path to Glory out, that they either uh, revise it like slightly or come up with like a whole new cool system that still. Path of Glory narrative that we can talk about. All right. Cool. That's good. Hey, uh, Dogs of Warcry friends, uh, what do you hope to accomplish as a podcast uh, in 2024? Mm. I'll Consistency. Go, first. go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, well, I'm just going to answer this from a network because I think we need more hosts. So I hope <laughs> we're going to do a round of recruiting, good batch of recruiting this next year. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But you must, if in, in the LinkedIn LinkedIn post, must relocate to Madison, Wisconsin. So sorry, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Any other? Um, all right. So keep going, Dogs of Warcraft. Um, I so yeah, I think consistency. Um, we've you know hopefully got some uh, new releases coming out soon. So trying to be timely with those things so that when we get uh, have the opportunity to review something early, that we can share the the joys of that with people and our opinions and feedback on it. And then mm-hmm. I think personally for me, I want to get all the podcasts trying video first, uh, the like stream there, like we're doing here uh, in order to take advantage of kind of YouTube and, and our listeners who would prefer a, a visual experience. So that's something for me. Yeah. One of the things that bothered me was, um, you know, we're so good looking that like doing the <laughs> podcast format, we were really like missing out on our like core yeah. value. We're not, we were, we're not leveraging our strengths here is what I'm hearing. <laughs> so finally, the people yeah. will know. Yeah. yeah. He gets it. Paven gets it. Uh, hey, Josh, what do you hope to see for Dogs of Warcry or any of the other things that you're working on? Oh, uh, yeah. I think, uh, you know, as Derek said, uh, being more consistent with uh, episode releases would be wonderful um you know like i said there's so much uh content creator in the in uh, in the moment that'd be great to continue to contribute as much as we can in that industry but um i also think that where was i going with that i I think you know some one of the fun things we do for each season that we have is, is this hobby challenge and um some people will get involved and kind of share some things but not a whole lot I think it'd be really fun to get more people involved and in, like participating in that with us, you know, as a kind of a community challenge. And I'm not sure the best way to go about doing that, but but I think it would be really fun to kind of draw more interest in that that particular Harpy challenge. And, and our deep narrative event is is one way that we're kind of driving a hey, you've got to bring this special NPC model with you. It, it's that's part of the hobby challenge to participate in this event. You know, if we can do, you know, encourage more of that hobby creativity. As you're going forward, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Sure, sure, sure. Cool. Um, so for story phase, I couldn't remember the name of the show for a second. Um, for Mortal <laughs> Realms, uh, 
what what do I want to see for 2024? I, 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 we've been doing this long enough that I think we've really locked in on like the formatting and pacing. And like, there's, there's not a lot of things that need to be solved yet anymore, which is very satisfying and like a relief, but at the same time, maybe it makes things a little stale, but maybe, maybe stale is fine. Um, so both maybe if there are opportunities to do things differently or, or find new routes or avenues or, or ways to sort of express ourselves, I'd be open to like investigating and pursuing those things. Um, I get in the same way that like sort of the black library authors was kind of that for this past year. So a, I'd love mm -hmm. to continue those moving forward, especially considering uh, we've solved the, the battle tome conundrum. It's a, it's, check uh done um so, so there will be times where we i'm sure we're going to be looking for things to talk about right like every month there won't be a new big battle tome or a campaign book um yeah. and so finding ways to sort of fill plug those holes i guess we're gonna have to go back to doing novels i'm gonna have to what's the pocket realms for right say again that's what pocket realms are for right well pocket realms is supposed to be sup supplemental pocket realms yeah. is in addition to all that too so yes and that's another thing is i do want to get back on the pocket realms course and as soon as i'm doing them like i love this I, I i would do i would almost exclusively do these things if i could get away with it um so i don't it, it's it's just another thing that needs to be added is really what it boils down to um so getting back into pocket realms doing more black library author uh interviews finding maybe some other third thing or type of content to put on the story face um and maybe you know honestly maybe that's old world stuff too um i got my start in warhammer fantasy um in some ways i there are some aspects of warhammer fantasy that i particularly i particularly like and so like using that as a uh way to sort of fill those holes as well and like reacquaint that myself with that storied history um i think would be a lot of fun too um i will stop and pause there for a second and say hey put you guys on the spot Ooh, paul's just rolling up but so i'll ask will first hey will is there anything you want to see for the story phase in the coming year because you've been on it a lot recently say you, more, you get to have more, an opinion more will um more will <laughs> more will uh less less aaron actually but more will yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah uh shoot like because like you said there's no like problem to solve or gap to fill other than what do we do for books that maybe we've done recently an idea i had and this is in no way binding is maybe getting people <laughs> on who like weren't on the previous episodes for a book just oh, so it's different voices. Yeah. yeah um that way it's still something new and if people are trying to catch up in an army they still get something but uh, like other than that i don't have like suggestions it's more of like sure how do we still do content? Well, we're, we're we're really airing this out on a record. Like, this is something maybe we should yeah. have a different conversation. Airing airing this out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't say because I don't. There's nothing else I want to see. Just more. thank God your <laughs> suggestion right there was a good one. Because if it was a bad one, like this, this would be really <laughs> awkward. But I actually yeah, like that right. suggestion. So, whew, dodged a bullet there. Um, hey, uh, Paul, this <laughs> this is gonna be great. Hey, Paul, what do you want to see uh, in the story phase uh, in 2024? Every single sentence needs to include a pun, and it has to be really good. That's sure. all. I guess, all I like I see. said, like I said, great. Um, <laughs> I will. That will go under advisement. <laughs> um, cool. Oh, and I guess broadly, and for goals for the network, I would love to. See, I would love to see more Patreon content. I want. I mean, I, we have are these patrons who are doing. Yeah. such a solid uh by helping us out financially Indeed. yeah in case we don't ever talk about it really uh the money goes towards hosting all of these different things that we now host right um which ain't free so we appreciate you patrons of the show you guys are great and i would love yeah, to trans i'm transactionally i'd love to give something to you guys back right um to really 
uh, highlight how appreciative we are of you guys. So that was what Pocket Realms is always supposed to be and any other things that we can come up with on Patreon content. So, hey, if listeners, if you have any thoughts on what you'd like to see us do for Patreon stuff, by all means, let us know. We're open to suggestions. These guys are open to suggestions. I, I not so much, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, You're it's a sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah, solid. Um, cool. Uh, any other things you want to see for the network going forward before we keep going? Josh. Uh, and in terms of like the the campaign books, like the Donbinger Crusade books, one, two, three, you know, there's not like it is not really in a certain area that that kind of falls in. Maybe story phase, you know, but mm-hmm. but reviewing those kinds of things, I think, would be interesting for the people who who don't have the time to get the book or read the book or you know have that information. So sure. I don't know if having a story phase that kind of covers all of them or one at a time or whatever else would be, I think, would be a, do, a useful. Do you mean issue. like a rule? Things like that. I mean, we... well, oh, just in terms of the lore that's added for each of those Dawnbringer Crusade books, for example. To make, to make, I'm going to ask everybody else real quick. Is he talking about the shows that we do for the Dawnbringer Crusades, or are you interpreting it in a different way? No. Let's yeah, see. Josh, maybe you should just listen to those shows. <laughs> maybe, maybe I've, uh, yeah. Miss those. That he's, could be. He's could ouch, be. guys. I hope my network mate won't listen to our. our no, like, I, I, I thought it was up to date, but maybe I'm not. Actually, Eric just found out that there's a completely yeah. different listing of our podcast out there that it, it stopped in like April or something like That's that. That's true. So he, he there was an error. Yeah, he had to so, figure out. I mean, I mean if, to check that. Yeah. If you, I, like, um, I, know, I thought they would be doing this, but. Okay, it's Pavin's episodes. He's the he's the marquee uh, star on those things. Yeah, he runs yeah. the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, cool, neat. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, okay, um, I think maybe this will. Well, we're getting towards the end of uh, future facing questions. Real quick, we gotta ask. We gotta ask Klaus's question. Patron of the show, Klaus Ma. He's gonna ask a question. We gotta answer it. Um, yes. Uh, you started in 2015 with the Moral Realms, dreaming a little. Where could you imagine the moral realms to be in eight years? Wow! So let's let's keep it uh, focused. But where do you think in eight years, not nine years, not seven years, eight years? Uh, where do you think the moral realms is going to be? Where can you dream of it? Um, uh, we're going to go, Josh. Again, you're on this side of my screen. Uh, well, right? you know, so so is he saying that it, it, technically it's eight years, 2023? So is he saying is this where we thought we would be now, or is he right. thinking? I think you're saying eight, eight years from more now. Years yeah. from That's here. why I included it in the year segment. 16. Okay. Yeah. Where do you think eight years from now? Holy crap. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, <laughs> uh, we, we've been gaining um, contributors, you know, uh, throughout the years. Extrapolate, draw that graph and show me. Where yeah, we're at. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, but I, I think that uh, I think in general, I think there's been a, a positive influence on the industry and the gaming for these particular areas that we're um, contributing to. Um, so I, I definitely think there'll be a lot of growth in terms of the um, community in, in those particular game settings. What that looks like in terms of a podcast network, it's hard to tell. I, I don't know, because you know you, you could break it down into individual areas or if new games come out, you could see branch it off, you know, like Pavens um, and Devil with his brother. I think a lot of people enjoyed that aspect too. I, I think that there are certain um, focus points that you could certainly do, you know, like, hey, let's run this campaign together. But, you know, what does that look like, you know, and, and have that as a bonus or Patreon-specific sort of series or whatever else. There are different unique things like that I think we could certainly add. Right. It's just time. 
<laughs> uh, Eric, eight years from now, what do you think? Where you, uh, you think our whole network is going to be? Two divergent paths. Sure. A, uh, our podcasts become even more of a beacon of hope that gather people uh, to our Discord and to our events around the United States, or we're all. We all create AI versions of ourselves that uh, are able to create more and more podcasts and editors. Yeah. And there's 3,200 podcasts in our network all run by yeah. AI, but we get all the credit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We, we train that AI. It would make the most sense. It's yeah. just one of the, it's only, it's a flip of a coin though. Only two options, no other option. Um, hey, Paven, eight years from now, Mortal Ones Network, describe it to me. First, I want to say eight years is a great run for a podcast. Holy moly, congrats, yeah. guys. Like, that's like that's a big deal. It it's Eric, uh, it's an Eric uh, thing. Yeah. Oh, just Eric. Just Eric. Just oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's the theme of this show is, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, present here. Yeah, obviously, Davey. Um, oh, no, no, no. See, here's the thing. Davey and I would have <laughs> quit year two if it wasn't for everybody else. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I hope like everything stays the same, just more hosts. I want to we just yeah, go horizontal. A host of hosts. Everybody, you know? everybody's just in the network. We yeah. don't get any Everyone. more listeners. Just more no. <laughs> it's kind of Eric, what Eric's doing with you know some of the Warcraft people. <laughs> Taking your listeners and making them. I suppose that's what we do with Will too. Um uh, hey people, tell me about eight years from now on the Moral Ones Network. Um, I'm going to agree with Paven. I want more hosts. Um, I'm also going to... Are you serious? Uh, would, no, I, I am completely serious. Uh, yeah, but no. I also want to say um, maybe some of those hosts are our kids. I mean, we've already had yeah. kids playing in events. Um, if, if we're going to be at a point where our kids are old enough to make uh, responsible choices about how they want to use the internet, how do they want to uh, present themselves online, like, I'd be happy. Uh if that was the choice that they made and uh, a thing that they would like to do. So 100%. Do we, do we call it business. Mortal Realms Babies? Well, so I already have I a title. I've, I've been like trying to like find the time to record with my son. And the, the title that I've been banding around is Gargants and Gits. A little <laughs> worth it. <laughs> I love right? it. So, when yeah. When you're right, you're right, man. Yeah, that's good. Dads yeah. gaming with their kids. I like yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, like, because, you know, that'd be awesome. That's all. And the G's, too. Like, it did, you know, even yeah. good mouthfeel. Um, hey, Will, eight years from now, Mortal Realms yeah. Network, tell me about it. Uh, two things. One, instead of more hosts, more editors. That'd be nice. <laughs> uh, no more of these then, freeloaders, yeah. right? Uh, and then, obviously, in eight years, we're all going to be on set advising uh, Henry, you know, Mr. Cavill, mm -hmm. as he makes the Mortal Realms movie. So, sure, oh, sure. And it, it's not a Warhammer movie. It's not a Warhammer like a documentary movie. about us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and Cavill plays me, right? Yeah, like, in, in the Mortal Realms movie, who plays Craig Nose is the real question. Like, who's the guy who's like, oh, no, I failed again. <laughs> Steve Buscemi for Paul, just throwing that out. <laughs> <laughs> Putting on lipstick, uh, thinking of all the people that get the lore things wrong. Uh, eight years from now, Mortal Realms Network. Uh, finally, our website will be the first thing that pops up when you search. Uh, eight, not Mortal Realms, because I think we were there first, but like the Age of Sigmar podcast or something. Finally, yeah, we get yeah. that first. That's all I want. It's going to take eight years, probably. Um, 
All right, cool. Hey, thanks for the questions. All our fantastic patrons and non-patrons. Um, I think we got to squeeze out a fantasy draft real quick. That's fine. We just got to name a name. We're just going to do one of them. Um, so uh, preamble. Hey, listeners, we are going to ha- ask everybody on the, the call right now to pick a Age of Sigmar character who we think is going to have the biggest, biggest impact on the story at large uh, in the next year. Um, so harken back to what uh, the ranking system that Paven uh brought up earlier in the episode in terms of are they going to be are they going to be impactful and moving the story around themselves like are they going to be the motivator for a lot of this stuff are they going to be reacting to uh events at large in the moral realms are they going to be just cameo appearances or are they going to not be found at all is how we're going to determine whether or not it's a successful mm-hmm. guess um mm-hmm. but that's what we're looking for in our, our it's not even really a drafting where we're just picking a, a, a singular person um hey you will go this way um, roll for it oh yeah or should we I don't know. I don't know. What's the best way yeah, to do? Just, we're, 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 we've gone long enough. There's no time for rolling. Um, mm-hmm. We're gonna go. We're gonna go. Will first. All right. Please. Complete shot in the dark, which is gonna make it even better when I win. Mm-hmm. Manfred. 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 He's been buying his time, guy. waiting in the shadows. He's coming. Yeah. It's gonna happen. Oh, no, he's gonna end the world again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna go in order of the pictures around because Paven also wasn't here last time, so he also gets to pick uh, early in the in the rotation nice. as well he's not uh, gonna pick well, he's to... not gonna pick your person no one's gonna, I'm gonna pick, your pick person. uh gorgeous cool Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. choice cotton okay cool. i don't think it's that bold i think it's it's a pretty <laughs> um hey paul who's your draft bella core <laughs> okay all right he's been not been around recently he's so. got more work to do yeah because of certain things that I've read lately, and what are you reading? What are you reading? And you can He's listen to his own podcast. <laughs> what I just said I was reading. So yeah, is, is the voice I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I'm just saying. Please Bellicor. notice me, Bellacor. Hey, Eric, uh, who's your draft pick? Um, uh, Celestin Prime. Ooh, um, the Prime. I did that the first I, year. I, um, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> I did, did that, that two years ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm betting on some stormcasts coming in with a big hammer, trying to make some waves. Okay. So if the Celestine Prime gets removed and gets replaced with somebody else with Galmaraz, how many points do you lose? Stop saying all of them. We'll cross that bridge when we come all to all it. All of the points. Hey, Josh, who's your um, with, with you know, th- th- there's been lots of rumors out there on the net, but as a longtime Skaven player. And all the new cool models, I would really love to see a refresh of some of the models. I've got old metal models. I've got old plastic models. I've got the newer plastic models. I've got. I would love to see some focus on the Great Horned Rat. Okay, Great Horned Rat. First, I thought you were going to say Skaven as like the answer to the draft, and I'm like, oh, okay, no, no you're no. misunderstanding. Great Horned Rat and yeah. and his children. That's good. That's. Good. I would love to. My is my Warhammer Fantasy army. I would love sure. to see some more love. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. You you get to pick yeah. one character in your exactly. I'm telling you, the great horned rat, and say what character is going to have the most impact out of the great the the, the great horned rat's children. Uh, well, no, the great horned rat is his answer. Um, yeah. uh, so this is going to be tricky because I'm and this is a bad pick, but I'm going to pick Vanda's Hammerhand because I don't think his story's done yet, and I think he's going to keep going. So if it ends up being cool and Hammerhand again, like making big waves, how are we going to determine who is more right? I guess whoever wins, I I guess between me and Paven. Um, Yeah, whoever sticks around. So I'm going Vanda's. I'm stealing it from Eric because I don't think he's done yet. (laughs) 
He's and muted, he's so he can't even defend himself. Exactly. If, that wasn't if you get on the bus play. sooner, you get to see more of the sights. So, I mean, that's all. But then on my gravestone. All right, cool. Um, a couple more listener questions just because they asked, and I got to do them the due, uh, their due diligence. Um, Fat Crab, they ask more soulbound question mark. Oh, yes. God, I wish. Hopefully. Sure. Um, we Hopefully. just got Ulfenkarm right now at the end of 2023, which is when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are still some books that were on their timeline that probably have been delayed at this point, but the fact that they were talking about them makes me think, hopefully, cross my fingers that there will be more releases. Um, if you mean more Soulbound for us, yeah. also hopefully, I, I suppose that's also cool. Did you listen to our, uh, what did, we've done two of them now, right? We did one session with, one. Uh, well, we did one session well, with Mephisto. Yes. Um, where he ran us a, a fun little thing, and then we did our uh, deal with um, Elaine um, from Cubicle Seven, Cubicle, Cubicle Seven, uh, where we did the um, what's it, Voss Voss Himes holdouts. Yeah. Um, so that was also pretty cool as well. Um, I loved it. We had a great time. I just we got to find time to squeeze it in. I suppose that didn't make our list of predictions for the network. So I don't know how it will be, but you know. Who knows? It's tough to say. Mm-hmm. Um, we always had big dreams. We always big, big plans for it. And I do love the system. Uh, anybody have Soulbound thoughts? I don't mean to monopolize that. I wish we could do a Soulbound live play, but yeah. man, it just takes yeah. a lot to put that Time together intensive. compared to other things. Hence, uh, yeah. We need more mm-hmm. editors to just volunteer. Sure, <laughs> right? Hey, listen. Someone else will do it. Please. If you want to join the, <laughs> join the network. <laughs> and, <laughs> Put on but a soul never on have your voice heard, period. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's and so, hey, 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 Kieran, if you ever listen I'm, to this, I'm just messing. that's you, man. Um, so there's that uh, patron of the show, Domir. They ask, uh, who's the most Santa-like of the characters in AOS? You um, say Nurgle. You think Nurgle. He's very jolly. Mm. He's very jolly, very giving. The, mm-hmm. the white dwarf? The white dwarf. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. White, yeah. white beard. Doesn't guy. he have a yeah. Santa model at some point? Yeah, yeah, but it's not really Santa-like. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with the Red Gobble because he has AOS rules. Okay. <laughs> good to know. You guys have any other Santa? I think Norval is a good answer. That's a good one. Um, any other Santa equivalents? I mean, because I feel like uh, ogres all have big ba- big sacks of uh, with goodies in them. So. And bellies. Yeah. Like big bowls bellies. full of jelly, man. Uh, and beards, though. Oh, some. Oh, so, yeah. Scraggly beards. Oh. Yeah. Uh Ushorin's got no a Norse nice, beards. Ushorin's got a nice red cloak. He's got a nice little beard. He wants to give everyone gifts. You know, mm-hmm. that's, true. that's true. That's true. I think these are some solid answers. Domir, take your pick. We've given you gold, my friend. Um, they had a follow-up question. Uh, who is the most Santa like of the Mortal Realms cast? Excuse me. I'm um, gonna go with not me, because I'm the only one who doesn't have any facial hair right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm real thin, so I feel like I'm probably not that Santa-like. Not physically, but, you know, spiritually, emotionally, you know, you know, who's the most giving, the most jolly, the most, you know, all those things. So, who's, I, whose who, house do we need to go to for gifts every release? Santa normally goes to you, though, right? Like, you don't normally have Santa. <laughs> True. You got to write to Santa to get and presents. The, I suppose there's the question of like, you, you guys don't ever see me, right? So you're not sure I exist. So like, there's no one ever sees <laughs> me. Right? It's like Christmas no morning whenever I go over to Aaron's house. Exactly. <laughs> Open the mailbox. I agree. Ooh, I agree. What could it be? Yeah, got to be Aaron. 
Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm glad I didn't get. I'm glad I didn't target it for the biggest belly in the white. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Um. So there's that. Uh. And then final listener question. Um. Related to that, uh, what AOS character? Oh, I'm sorry. Question from Google Fang 52. What AOS character do you think each other host is, and why? Mm, and this will be wow. wrapper up. I think. No idea. Mm. I think Aaron <laughs> is one of those gabos holding the squig skulls, trying to scare people away. Get off my lawn! <laughs> We're all goblins for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Goblin, We're all, <laughs> which goblin? Which so goblin? The gobblepalooza? Is that where we're going? <laughs> on? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the spider one, obviously. Right? I'm the stick-legged one. Got it. Uh, so Aaron is a scaremonger. So we've got the shroomancer, right? <laughs> And then we've got the brewmancer guy, Bruget. the brewget, the brewget, and then we've got the uh, the squig guy with the the, and then the scaremonger, right? I like I the guy holding the sun. Like... Yeah, it's a scaremonger. All right, so Eric is a scaremonger. <laughs> so we got three choices left. All right, we got the brewget, we got the uh, I don't know the rest. I feel of like the I one. was the brewget like ten years ago. I'm going to call you old brewget. Um, I'll take Manter. Yeah. Huge bug eyed, not knowing what's going on. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could also be Scragrot if you wanted to, like you know. And who would? Sanders, the the rabble rouser. Yep. <laughs> Bad Moon spoke to you once. Well, I think, hey, Googlefang52, I think we answered your question. So yeah, you're welcome uh, for that. Uh, and are there any other thoughts that you guys want to share before we shut this thing down? Happy holidays. Yeah. Happy, happy Sigma day of your yeah. choice. Sure. Ooh, I mean, I we don't we the... don't need to be all encompassing. We can say Sigma Nelia because that. <laughs> that hey, 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 there we go. That yeah. is a, oh, faith. It wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> true faith. Um, I suppose we could say, hey, we talked about th- thankfulness at the top of the episode. We could say that we're thankful for all you listeners. What? Mm. That's corny, but probably true. Exactly. Um, Appreciate I also want to say thank you, GW, for making this stuff that we appreciate, like I do every year. Yeah, and awesome. you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I we have not written down a closing for this. Uh, let's see. Can I can I rattle off the Moral Realms closing off the top yes. of my head? Uh, let's see. Um, and it's time for our forging, but. Sigmar willing. But Sigmar willing, uh, we'll be back soon. Uh, like, share, subscribe, uh, leave a tip on our Patreon, leave a review somewhere. Anything you can do can help us find or help us spread the word of Sigmar on our own, or then we can on our own. Look how good I'm doing. Um, you can f- chat with us anytime about your thoughts on Twitter at the Mortal Realms. Hey, where can I? F- hey, Wilk, where can I find you online? Look how good uh, I did. You can find me on the Discord as Sever, also on Blue Sky as Sever. Okay. Hey, Paul, where can they find you on the internet? At PJ Shard. Hey, Paper, where can they find you on the World Wide Web? Uh, don't. <laughs> they need to be. I'm, on, I'm on the Discord. You can find me on the Discord. Hey, Eric, where can they find you on the interwebs? I'm running out of ideas. I'm, I'm mostly on the Discord these days. Mortalrooms.com uh, forward slash Discord. You got there it. Go. Hey, Josh, where can they find you on? What's another the word for tubes. internet? The, the tubes. tubes. Yeah. The tubes. Yeah, on the Discord, but also at dogsofwarcry at gmail.com. Oh, excellent. Um, I'm Aaron. You can find me on Twitter and most other places at Dos Asos, including this, the Discord at themortalrealms.com slash Discord. Um, oh, and you can find all our Mortal Realms shows and content at www.themortalrealms.com.
the end. Hey. Well, done. did it. Oh, now we gotta be quiet, right? <laughs> I can't think of Let it cut out. I had nothing left. Well done. Well done. This song goes on forever. This is all in the episode. Are we done? Are we done? <laughs>